All right, we good? Yes. <laughs> it just it's uh, it was like every every famous uh musician recording scene from a movie. I was like, "Okay, we good?" And then little pause, and then you hear that. Yes. Yes. Just make some beats. And I don't know if it's these headphones, but it makes it sound extra like drive-through speakery. Sorry, I was actually using my vo- my talk boy. Oh, okay. I'm so early, Got to stop communicating through those uh, static dryer sheets. It really, <laughs> really changes things. Hello there, boys, girls, and in-betweeners. What's up? It's me, KP. It's another episode of the Pointless Podcast. My guest today is Miss Dana Perkle. You might know her as J for Jade. That was her MLG nickname when she was slaying noobs in blood... Gulch is the only map that I remember from Halo. But I don't think she was playing Halo 1 competitively. So there was another match from Halo 2 and that map was not called Blood Gulch. The map was what Alex? I actually don't I remember don't... what it was called. In two. Hang'em it High? Name. Was it Hang'em High? Hang'em High was also one. Guy was it? Zanzibar. Halo 2 competitive map. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. I'm not going to order it from Zanzibar. Yes, Jack Black was ordering it from Halo 1. Halo 2 Anniversary Esportspedia. What was I should know more about? Well, point is, Dana is a a lovely, lovely lady. She is a phenomenal gamesman. Coagulation. What? That's the name of... Blood Gulch in Halo 2. Okay. I thought you were suggesting that, suggesting that Dana is a wonderful coagulation. No, but Why? I was playing Boggle and it was a really big word. Uh, great. Coagulation? Was that like the was that the popular one? That was Blood Gulch in Halo 2. They called it a different uh, thing. It was the redo. Lockout was the big Halo or midship or backwash. Oh, or headlong. All right, good. I'm glad that game does is not play. Brutal mounds. Dana. Dana is a professional gamer from back in the day. Uh, she's got some stories to tell about that. I always, I hate having conversations uh, like when anytime uh, like a, a female says like, "Well, I'm a gamer." There's that immediate. It depends on where they're saying it. If they're saying it. Um, uh, in a GameStop, that's going to probably lead to a gamesmanship test, right? I'm a gamer. Well, yeah, what do you play? What do you play? What's your frames per second? What's your mouse sensitivity? Gatekeep me, please. Exactly. Mario and Tetris? Mm-mm, not getting in. Ish, don't think so. Invalid code. So I always, I was worried about having the, well, hey, you're a girl gamer. Tell me what it's like to be a girl gaming experience conversation with Dana. But Dana's got uh, a, a great perspective on it, having done professional level gaming at a time, well, I was gonna say at a time where women weren't sort of uh, accepted professionally, but has has that much changed? I didn't think there was really much ex- like female pros, but then they just someone just won the CS:GO thing, so it exists now. Boom! Get it, girls! Like Thanks literally, figuratively. You know, uh, guys have had the, they've had enough run of this, and they've been <laughs> they've pretty much made a toxic mess of the place. Not all, but a lot have. So good on you. Go get it. Get it. But she, she played back in the day. She still plays today. I have a lovely time playing Anthem with her. We still got to hop on the Apex Legends. We'll get into all that and talk gaming. She currently is the vice uh, president of talent management at Three Black Dot. So now she represents gamers uh, in a whole different way. And you're going to hear us chit chat about all that. And then we just, we're really going to kind of shit on Anthem for a while. <laughs> and maybe deservedly so, maybe not. Maybe you'll disagree. Maybe you'll shake a fist at the heavens and yell angrily at this podcast. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. Just don't be ambivalent about it. 
or apathetic? What am I searching for here? Is it ambivalence? Don't be- Empathy. Feel some way. Just feel some way. And however it is that you do feel, make sure you channel that into supporting this at patreon.com slash pointlesspod. You can head on over there and get the exclusive Office Hours RSS feed to get even more podcasty tidbits into your ear holes. And of course, you can get behind the scenes content, studio tours, uh, outtakes, silliness. There's a bunch of content over there. By a bunch, I mean there's enough to maybe justify you throwing a couple dollars at this thing. If you don't have money to spend, no worries. Please use your social currency. Tell your friends, tell your family. The Pointless Podcast is here and they can subscribe for free. And of course, you can leave a review. And now we're on Spotify. That's important. I was told that was important. And I think for seven of you, it has proven as such. But now you can get us over on Spotify. So again, patreon.com slash pointlesspod. Head on over there to back us up. Am I missing anything, Alex? Coagulation. Get coagulated. Here it is, the Pointless Podcast with Miss Dana J for Jade Perkle. I'm just going to keep hitting this. This, Someone with headphones out there right now is very upset. I'm just like a cat with a laser pointer. Is that good? Are we on? Are are we doing ASMR? I didn't know what that was. We're going to get there at some point. Can you scratch a pineapple with gloves? Uh, I'm going to whisper into some Velcro and then cut sand. You know the thing that gets me with ASMR? No, something gets you with ASMR? Okay. We're getting right out the gate? Is this where we're going? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. No, okay, so I'm not... I'm not into, well. Nope, already qualified. <laughs> Look, I, do I finish? Yeah, mm. sure. You know, do I scramble and close the laptop lid at the library when, the, when someone walks by with a book cart? Yeah, I do, but it's not sexual. Well, I think most people who do ASMR are not great at it. I think they just like do, like, have you noticed that like a ton of YouTubers and like Twitch streamers have started doing that, like ASMR on the side? Mm-hmm. I think there's some people who are good at it because they either watch it or they just know, like, they've, they've followed ASMR in the past and know how to do it, but... I used to whisper as a kid. <laughs> I get this. I can get likes and subs out of this. Yeah, but I watched... It's mostly um, them eating hot soup and screaming into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to role play at the Campbell's Soup Factory. It's like, no, this that's not... This is delicious. Yeah, that's not how ASMR works <laughs> at all. No, but um, I watched... The one that got me was Cardi B. Cardi B did one. <laughs> Cardi B did one for Vogue, and she literally watches ASMR to go to sleep. Yeah. And her thing is is like scratching the microphone. So like. One of these. Hello. Hi. I think we just got banned off YouTube. I know. Yeah. 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 Which is, by the way, we did get we did an ASMR parody stream here on really? this channel. Yeah, it was an Olive Garden sponsored thing, <laughs> not Wait, an actual. Olive- not actual. Okay. Okay. But you know. Yeah, yeah. We we gave him the logo and we tipped some waterproof mics into Alfredo sauce and we got we got flagged on YouTube for sexual content. I'm like, wait, what? Yes, yes. I'm like, I can't control what people are masturbating to. <laughs> to be fair, that is the most sexual version of ASMR I've ever heard of. Yeah, bread dip dips into all sorts of sauces. That's not my fault if someone's been <laughs> completing to that. Now, when you say, so wait, wait, do they go into like Olive Garden and have the same experience? I would assume so. <laughs> I would assume so. Wow. I'm going to find the bottom of this bread bowl with my genitals. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, I haven't been to an Olive Garden in years. Mm -hmm. But, like, two years ago, I went to, 
Outback's no, yeah, Outback Steakhouse with Ricky. Oh, home like, of the old bloomin' onion. Yeah, and we got a bloomin' onion, and we ate half of it, and we're like, "This is the most disgusting thing." We yeah, did. yeah. You forget that, like, you you look back with those like those rose colored goggles at all the food you used to jam into your system. You go, <laughs> "Wow, my body ran off of this." Yeah, it's um, we're kind of spoiled in L.A. Yeah, it's good food. It's like pouring oatmeal into your Miata, <laughs> and then being like, "Why is the engine sputtering?" I did the same thing. I was my thirtieth birthday and I was like oh let's go I think we went to the old O Garden okay. in Northern California that's yeah. because we're, we're family we, mm, we shortcut yeah. the name we went to the O Garden and I got the same meal that I would get two or three times a week when I was in high school and would take my dates there high roller <laughs> no big oh, deal oh wow wow uh, we had a lot of coupons <laughs> And added up just for the appetizers, I was at like 2,500, almost 3,000 calories because the Alfredo boat itself, which I would dip the endless breadsticks into, was tacking up the cows. Wait, so you go into restaurants and count your calories? Uh, at the time, they weren't required by uh, maybe the state of California to print the calorie <laughs> yeah. uh, counts on the menu, so it was weapons free. Right. I was 16, I had the metabolism of a god. <laughs> And well, I said, let's go for it. And now going back there, I was able to add up the calories. It's like, oh, I'm just curious. What would this be? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to cry into the Caesar salad. But you're still, you're still very fit. Thank you. Well, because I don't go there three times a week <laughs> now. But back in the day, yeah, I kept my shirt on in the pool. Yeah. Proud of it. Now, hold on. You did say the one that got me in relation to an ASMR video well, that, with Cardi B. Yeah. Let's unpack that for a second. I what have do you mean it too. I have the video. I'll pull it up right great, now. Great, great. What do you mean the one that got you? Because I know you like this. That, just that video. Like, because I'm not, because <laughs> I'm not into ASMR at all, but she, she's pretty good. She's doing like quiet machine guns. This is like <laughs> the world's quietest rap intro. Oh, okay, stop, stop. It's the, 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 the moist mouth click. Yep. That's the one that does it for me. And I don't, but I don't know what it is. I can't define it. It's not like, I, don't, I know some people are hypersexualized by it. Others are calmed by it and sort of lulled into a meditative yeah. state. I'm probably more the latter <laughs> with the frothy mouth click there. I think, I think I would probably be, I'm somewhere in the middle, I think, because it's not something I would ever be interested in in a sexual way. But when I listened to her do it for the first time, I was like, girl, <laughs> that's kind of hot. Like, that's actually really hot. Like, well, how quickly that pendulum swings from I would never be interested sexually <laughs> to, well, maybe this is my, uh, my college audio tour. Maybe I'll yeah. experiment a little bit with Cardi B ASMR. I mean, I also kind of like her too a lot, like as an artist. What else could she unlock, you think? Like, if, if she could do ASMR for you, there's probably so many things that Cardi B could unlock for you. Balloons, leather, <laughs> there's so many different things that Cardi True. B could introduce you to. That she would have could have put on some stilettos and crush cell phones, cigarettes, crying <laughs> babies. What would be the thing? Um, let's get into fetish talk. Let's get into no, it. No. What's the, yeah, no, let's do it. What's the weird thing? Because we all have lines and boundaries and we all wear different masks, but when the masks come off. The weird thing? Ugh. I don't know. I like tights. <laughs> <laughs> tights are fine. <laughs> Hold on, tights are fine? Like on, on you, on others? Um, 
on myself, I guess. Okay. I don't see a lot of men wearing tights. So that, well, Actually, but when, when you haven't gone to the same roller discos as I. Oh, do. that's true. Yeah, there's plenty because there's nothing about like there's nothing better than put putting them on and then pawing at them like a kitty cat, <laughs> getting your nails into them, pulling them that little snap, the stretch, yeah. you know. Doing some kettlebell dips in the locker room at the 24-Hour Fitness, wearing nothing but tights. Nothing but tights. Yeah. Um, it's half the reason to be into wrestling. Because, yeah, that's true. I think seeing men in tights is fine. I think it's just also kind of weird. But it's also the same thing with Speedos. Speedos are also very weird to see on men, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's like a really bold move to wear a Speedo. So it's kind of also attractive to just be like, bam, I got this. But most of the time when I see men wearing Speedos, like, <laughs> what, is, what is this? I mean, it's a micro penis. <laughs> Boom. Boom. I've got this. Could be, it could be an acorn that I'm bringing across the border. <laughs> What's up, French beach? Like, that's not, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't have that power move. I, get, I guess that's why it's like, oh, it is a power move to be so bold as to say, look, here I am. I would have to jam like a handful of army men or a, a Rubik's cube or something just un like weirdly shaped down there. Yeah. To draw attention to the area. Well, I guess going back to the spandex thing, men kind of wear like tight boxers. Mm-hmm. So the boxer briefs. The boxer, yes, brief. Wait, yeah, briefs. boxer briefs. They're like the the, the they're kind of like, like short it. shorts, but they they're snug. They, they hold like, things in. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think those. And aren't we learning a lot about Ricky right now? <laughs> yeah, what about tight pants? Aren't we he learning a pants? lot? I the tight pants thing is weird. It depends on how tight they are. Right, Go on. Here, what's so what's the scale? Well, there's like tight pants where they look like they're like ultra skinny. The ones that you get like Hot Topic that are like skinny, 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 sure. skinny. Sure. Yeah. Um, but there's like ones that look like they're your skin, and then the ones that don't are the ones that I prefer. <laughs> the ones that don't look like Wait, your skin. Does Ricky wear pants that are made of no. human skin? No. <laughs> does he have flesh pants? No, but he uh, he wears like normal jeans. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to H and M it and then have wait, to use wait. a vacuum sealer. No, no, these are pretty. I got some room. I got some oh, room to okay, maneuver. Okay, okay. But Those like, if like I'm going to go pants. with tight jeans, they are. They're dressy pants. Did you dress up just for me? This is, no, this is my, <laughs> I mean, yes. The answer is, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> of course I did. I brought in six outfit choices, held them up to all the guys. I'm like, what do you think will give the best podcast? <laughs> I said wait, the speedo, but he didn't want to do it. Look wait, at that. And, and I need to see these shoes. What? Oh, Let here. me see these shoes. I didn't look at them earlier. They're what floral. Are those? I can't afford people to throw rose petals at my feet, like a coming to America thing. So I just oh. wear the flowers on the shoe, and that's the way to do it. It's very appropriate. Yeah. They look like um, they're super comfortable. Fake Gucci's. Thank you. <laughs> that's like what he was Gucci. going Thank for. Thank you. I'll take that. Gucci's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My knockoff. Ah, oh, God. Okay. Hi, Hi, Dana. J for Jade. That's me. Which, uh, I have both in a title somewhere, but I haven't even said hello to the people that are watching live, let alone those who are listening on the VOD, VOD. getting in after the action. They <laughs> still want a taste. They still want a piece. Yep. Where does the J for Jade come from? Oh. Was uh, this like a first AIM screen name? And you're like, well, I guess I'm stuck with it now. I actually had someone ask me that last night when I was playing Apex mm -hmm. Legends. Um, randomly. He was like, why is your name J for Jade? Why, don't, why isn't it just Jade? And I was like, well, there's a long story. Um, I specifically like wanted people to know that like absolutely for sure, Jay was for Jade, if they didn't know already, but now they know. But no, <laughs> it, it's a long history. I've been gaming for a really long time and I started out pretty young. So, mm -hmm. um, 
Now you I, were still in the womb. I don't know how that <laughs> Atari controller made it anywhere, but kudos. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. So, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of gamers in general are like, oh yeah, like I started gaming when you know, like Nintendo or like Super Nintendo, and I was playing like Duck Hunt or whatever, and that mm -hmm. was just not me. Like. I grew up with games, like I have five brothers, so I have a pretty big family, and- Where are you situated, in the timeline of births, are you square in the middle, are you on the tail end? Did you have five older brothers? Five older brothers. Oh man. Yeah. So you know how to escape a chokehold? Yes. Um, you know your way around a bandsaw? Yes. Maybe? And I know how to take someone out very quickly. Okay, <laughs> like to a nice date. You know yes. how to just get the movie tickets. Mm -hmm. Here we go, Fandango, boom, done, got <laughs> exactly. it. Okay, exactly. Okay, that's sweet that they they showed you everything. <laughs> Did you get bullied? Did you get picked on? Or were they more um, of the protective older brothers? I got picked on by some of them. Yeah. When I was younger, I definitely got picked on a lot. Um, but when I got older, they became more protective. Once I like got into like the dating scene, yeah. they were like, who are you dating? But, the um, sound of five shotguns <laughs> cocking in unison when someone shows up yeah. to take you to prom. Oh, cool, I have to fight each one of them? This is Scott <laughs> Pilgrim to go? <laughs> All right, okay. let's go to the formal. Yeah, Yeah. actually, um, it was interesting because I have two brothers who are like really similar to me in age. They're like one or two years older. But then my two older brothers, um, or like middle brothers, I guess, um, who are five and 10 years older than me, I'm closer with them than anyone else. Mm. It's very interesting. Um, I just, I don't know. We like hung out more, I guess. Sure. We had more in common. I don't know. But and the video, game, the video games were probably a nice activity you could do together that didn't involve arm bars or full Nelsons or yeah. folding chairs being slammed across backs. Oh my God. I like wrestled so hard with my brother one time that I like literally shattered our um, coffee table. It was like made of glass and I completely shattered it. I like fell, or I fell on top of it and it like smashed in two. Like and you did that just to establish the dominance. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna shatter this coffee table and then take shards yes, and, and then wield fight them. You to yeah, the death. come on, motherfucker. This is how hardcore I am. You're going down. <laughs> was that, <laughs> While did I'm you like get bleeding all over? Did, they, did you get shoved or was it no. an elbow drop or what? No, well, I like tripped backwards when they were fucking with me. I don't know. But, um, I remember my mom freaking out, like going full on bonkers and... Wait, was she, was she more concerned that her daughter might have injured herself or was she more pissed that the nice coffee table was shattered? I think it was a combination of yeah, okay. both. Okay. Combination. Yeah, it's um, weird how one fuels the other. It starts out with, I'm really upset because of coffee table, but then, oh, like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, mom, great. Are you okay enough to get another summer job to help buy me a new coffee, coffee table? table? Yep. Okay. But, um... Growing up, so like my brothers played like Sega and PlayStation and every console you can think of kind of when they were big. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that later, how consoles aren't as big anymore. But anyways. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, but they used to play like Sega, so they played like Sonic and mm -hmm. X-Men and a whole bunch of other games. And then they would got into PlayStation and started playing like Resident Evil and things like that. And I would never play. I would just like watch or be really scared and like not do anything with them because Resident Evil was terrifying when I was like 10. Would they not let you play or would they give you a controller that wasn't plugged in like I do with my niece sometimes? <laughs> and then you're like, I'm doing great. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they just, I didn't really want to play. I mm. could play sometimes, but ultimately like the only game I was playing was Sonic or something that was like easy and I just didn't really care that much about. But um, that's going back to what I was saying, like I don't, 
a lot of people said, oh, I started really young and I was doing this and this and this and this. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I played games with my brothers when I was young a little bit, but that's not, in my opinion, when you really get into video games. Like, I think whenever you find a love and a passion for them, that's when you're really into video games, mm -hmm. right? That's yeah. when you really start your path. So I started my when path. When you're taking money out of mom's wallet yeah. to go to GameStop, <laughs> when you're cutting mm -hmm. the Assassin's Creed logo on your forearm or thigh, yep. that's when you can start to say you're a gamer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then you can gatekeep for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So when was the turning point for you? When did you discover like, oh, this is something I'm actually passionate about. I'm not trying to just avoid elbows from my brothers. Yeah, well, um, when we still had dial-up. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, I feel old saying that, but I'm not that old, I guess. No, I'm not old. I'm ancient. It's okay. There's, <laughs> this is a safe space. I Am can I still, I can emulate modem handshaking signals. It's fine. <laughs> were you dial up on, uh, this wasn't a Dreamcast you were connecting to play online, was it? No, it was no, no. PC? PC. Yeah. And um, my dad used to play Command and Conquer. And so I started playing that just by myself and got really into it. And so um, when I started playing it all the time, that's when I was like, okay, what's, what else can I play? And so my dad got Wolfenstein on PC, and so I played Wolfenstein, and that was like the first like game I ever played, which was online. There was no voice chat, there was only text chat. And then I transitioned that into buying an Xbox, because Wolfenstein came out on Xbox, mm -hmm. and I had Xbox mm -hmm. Live. It was like the first game to ever have Xbox Live. And then I started playing it through then, and I'd say I got really passionate at that time, which I, had, I don't even remember when that game came out. Was this... Um this is like Return to Castle Wolfenstein, right? Yeah. So originally, I originally thought of like the old PC title where mm -hmm. it's just like you're shooting German shepherds with a chain gun. <laughs> yeah. Great, Carmack, well done. Um, so this is that one. Was that Xbox 360 or was it Xbox One? Like with the original? The original. With the Duke controller and everything, the big the boy? The one or? that like you could literally kill someone if you like dropped it on them. <laughs> okay. It was like... <laughs> It, dude, it was like this big. Yeah, it was massive. It was yeah. a coffee table. I'm surprised you didn't shatter it. Yeah, it was um, huge. And it was heavy. As that was when up. Xbox Live had, you could like do the voice modifiers too, right? Yeah. You could in the system. Mm -hmm. Is that when Jay for Jade was born? No, getting to that topic. Okay, okay. So um, I played Wolfenstein and then I went into like Rainbow Six because that was the next big game that came out. Like first person shooters were my thing. Halo as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I like met up with a bunch of females in Rainbow Six, which was not common at the time. So I like joined up with this girl squad and made friend, really good friends with this one girl. And then once like Rainbow Six was done, we went over to Halo and started playing Halo. And um, she, she and I, <laughs> this is such a terrible story, but she and I had um, the same guy that we played with all the time. And we both, like, I think had, like, little crushes mm -hmm. on this guy. I mean, Skylar was good. Skylar could carry. Yeah. His KD. He was amazing. Insane. Emphasis on the K. <laughs> but his name was Jaded. Oh. And so um, she told me uh, that she was going to change her name to Jade. And so I just did it before her. <laughs> Wait. That's it. That... That's really it. That's it? Yeah. Your name was born from being pity. <laughs> yeah, my name was born from being an asshole and just being like, nope, that's, um, you're not doing that because I like him more than you and I'm going to change I'm my I'm going to show it by changing my online handle. Before you do. Wow. Yeah, and then she got really mad and then we never talked ever again. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> 
Seems worth so, it. So at the time, uh, the, the original Xbox, uh, I think when you bought the Xbox Live Kit, it came with that plug-in adapter for headset voice comm stuff. I think. Did God. you have that? Were you communicating with voice? Did, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was communicating with voice. I don't remember. What was how the climate that... for for female gamers then? Was it as accepting and polite and uh, encouraging as it is today? How much progress have we lost? <laughs> I mean, how much backpedaling have we done? Enough to fall into a coffee table? Well, I mean, it's like the age of women right now, so I think it's a little bit better. But um, there's still definitely stereotypes out there, like really bad stereotypes but i think it's definitely changed like the climate's changed but um when i got really into competitive gaming which was halo 2 mm -hmm. um that was when i really saw like how mean people could be and so i think you know my perception of the industry's changed a lot um mainly because of my experience through that because i've just kind of hardened myself to that encounter because when i was so when I was actually competing, I was like a freshman in high school, like really hardcore. And uh, I remember there were, I like, so. <laughs> and paint a picture, please, for those who don't know, because this was, you know, some have a vague understanding that esports is a thing. It's a word that gets mm -hmm. mentioned sometimes. A lot of people listening to this know that. They're yeah. into that. They've got their Overwatch League gear and whatever else. But for those who don't, what was competitive gaming, hardcore gaming for you freshman year what was that like paint a picture what was the scene what were the tournaments prize pools etc yeah well so i i started getting really competitive and i didn't like evolve until about two years later when i actually got on a team and then you like develop i mean honestly you got to play all the time sure so like five eight ten hour days is how much i was playing which school was kind of on the back burner which we can talk about that later but um i so i was playing you play all the time and when you get kind of into the competitive scene it's you know you just have to have a good team you have to have connections once you get into it it's like full-fledged i mean some of the prize pools just starting out the prize pools weren't large but eventually it got to a point where there were million dollar prize pools, right. million dollars for first place. So, I mean, and this was years ago, too, yeah. when I think it was like esports kind of popped for a second in the 90s and then died and went completely dormant. And then it started to come yeah. back again. And I think that was probably the second wave there. Yeah. Where between, you had your regionals and then. Yeah. Between like 2009 and probably like 2012 is when it really kind of exploded and the prize pools got huge. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was like they were smaller. They were like half a million or a quarter million, something like that. Um, but the atmosphere was crazy there too. And it was just something that was so addictive because you'd go and you'd sit down and people were trash talking each other like across their screen. And granted, when the whole competitive scene first started was like, there are other scenes obviously like Unreal Tournament and things like that. But like the console gaming scene, like the competitive scene started in my opinion with Halo. Mm -hmm. And people were playing on like, giant TVs. Lugging their CRTs and like, in an AV cart. Like I'm a like, how the hell teacher? did you get this shit in here? <laughs> Where did this come from? Wow, it was like crazy. And the first one I ever went to was in Atlanta with my dad, which I think also scared the shit out of my dad when he was like, this is actually a thing. Um... But I don't need, oh my God, I don't even know where I was going with that. Wait, but. No, we'll, we'll, we'll track it, we'll track it. So you're, you mean your dad loved gaming or loved tech enough? I mean, he was playing Command and Conquer, right? Yeah. So he was supportive of your gaming habits. Mm -hmm. Maybe not of you putting school to the side to game for eight hours a day? No. Okay. Yeah. But he did put you in the car, take you to Atlanta yes. or the plane. Either yeah. way, you yeah. got there. Yep. He had no concept of what you were getting into. No. But um, 
he just knew that I was really into it and I like begged him and he finally let me go. But I also had like a team that was wanting me to go there and they were kind of relying on me and I kind of convinced my dad through that way. I'm like, these people are relying on me. You have to let me go. Um, these online strangers yeah. said that they absolutely <laughs> need me to be there and I'm going to go and I'm bringing wine coolers. Why is it such a big deal, dad? Yeah, my dad thought I was like, I, I don't know, like, Maybe he thought I was a drug dealer or something. I don't know. Like, it was so weird because he was so freaked out by it. But I love, I love a drug dealer who has to be gone by 1130 because of his curfew. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my dad's dropping me off and they're going to pick me up. He's got orange slices in the back. He thinks this is a soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> Take well, the weed. Oh, I remember where I was going. So essentially, uh, I kind of transitioned into that competitive scene and when I first started getting competitive was in Halo 2-ish mm -hmm. which was my freshman year and when I first started in high school it was like great it was like a fresh start and everyone was coming in from different middle schools and like it was like a whole new obviously there was people I knew but there was like a whole different group of people and I was making friends with a lot of people and then I made a mistake so my mistake was um at the time, I like played Halo really hardcore, and some guys were talking about playing Halo together, and I was like, oh, I'll play with you. So they were like, you play Halo? And I was just like, oh yeah, I'm like this cool girl telling you I play Halo, I'm like super awesome. And then we get on and play, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I like shredded them. <laughs> like legitimately, like destroyed them. And they got really mad. Yeah, well, I mean, what little manhood they had. Yeah. You just threw on the ground and like Cardi B with that cell phone and a stiletto, <laughs> you ground it to a fine dust. Yeah, I, ugh, it was bad. And then the, literally the next day I went to school, they all talked shit about me. Yeah. These was, were gamers, they, they were guys at your school that played? Yeah. And so this was a chance to finally be part of a group and be there and great. And what were the, did they uh, accuse you of lag switching? No. Because you have a modded console? They just made fun of me for being a girl. Oh, like, that was their tact. That was their tact, yeah. yeah. And, and that's like, that was my first experience of like being, I, not abused, that's a terrible word, but like being, no, being bullied in a sense. And so like, I um, ultimately just, never told everyone, anyone ever again. Like, no one knew, except for those guys who eventually just like stopped talking about it. It, I just never talked about it ever again. So consoles became your little secret? Yes. You like retreated to the closet with your love of first person shooters? Yeah. That's so terrible. It is. People are fucked, people are so fucked. They're so fucked, <laughs> so yeah. Fucked. I mean, there's a general toxicity that exists in many communities. And I, I, you know, a lot of people like to, because we know gaming, we go, oh, gaming is particularly toxic and misogynistic and this, that, the other. And you could, I, you could, if you deep dive enough, say that about fantasy football leagues or mm -hmm. NASCAR or anything. Like, unfortunately, it kind of exists all over the board, but isn't gaming particularly toxic? <laughs> yeah, but when you're when you're a kid, like now my mentality for that has changed. But when you're a kid, it's terrifying, especially when you're in high school and it's your freshman year and you just want to be cool. Yes. But yeah, you're trying to figure out who you are and define yourself. Acceptance helps a lot with that. It helps people mm -hmm. be comfortable. It helps people be op like open up and be heaven forbid vulnerable. Yeah. And yet you got othered. Yep. With a community and with a a, a set of people. <laughs> that you should have been welcomed with. So many people flock to gaming and tech and social media and whatever because they feel so isolated and they feel so othered yeah. and ostracized. And yet here, and so you should have been open-armed appreciated, but you think it was because you lasered them? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I think they were embarrassed. Yeah. Um, or maybe they just had like an ultra crush on me and the only way they knew was to talk shit about me. Mm-hmm. And I'll they're they're pissed at Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I so then I like just cut it out completely. I stopped telling people and then I just like But you were still it, gaming. Oh yeah, yeah. I just kept it to myself. And um going into like the competitive scene and actually competing was like there was a lot of shit talk and it just kind of hardened me over time. I was just like, okay, like this is normal. Mm-hmm. And the only way to prove that they can't t- shit talk me was to be better than them. So I like really tried really hard for a really long time. And fortunately, um, over time that developed into respect. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that <laughs> going into like the women and gaming conversation, I think it has gotten a lot better. There's a lot more women in the industry um, taking industry jobs, but also as influencers or also streaming and playing more frequently. And that also evolved with, I think, mobile gaming too. Mm-hmm. It's like people casually play now, but- Interesting, so you, th- you would agree that women are to blame for loot boxes? Yeah. Interesting, yeah, okay, good. Sure, I'm glad we sure. established that here. Yeah, we got the pull yeah. quote. Alex and the feed, thank yeah, you thank so you. much for being here. Women- <laughs> I do know that there's also been a shift in how women project themselves too. Like, I think now it's become less of being good at something and more of like, how can I be popular without being good at the game? Does mm. that make sense? Like, cause in my- Is that a side effect of streaming culture? I think Is so, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And because like, I think it's more of um, are you entertaining or are you attractive? Um, I don't think that pertains to everyone, but I think- No and no. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder if there's a special, and this, this is a question, if there's a, a particular attention that's paid to female streamers in that regard, because I don't know, like I would never make it as a professional game mm-hmm. streamer. I clearly, I can't even make it as an entertaining <laughs> game streamer. It's just not like, and I don't have a shtick. I just kind of do, and thankfully my livelihood isn't predicated yeah. on me f- cracking that nut. Like I have failed <laughs> at it. I'll probably continue to fail, so be it. Got but it. I wonder, but no one's, I don't think looking at me, a, a generic white dude on a sea of, a sea of other generic wait, white dudes. Wait, wait, <laughs> But really, like, I don't think anybody's looking at me going like, oh, okay, he's just trying to be attractive and entertaining because he's not good at the game. I wonder if, if is, is every ounce of attention heightened on, on females in the industry, on streaming, professional players, casual players, whatever. Is there yeah. just an, is there an extra ounce of something that happens because girl? Yeah, and I, yes. Like, it would be completely foolish for someone, especially a woman, to say no. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not true. Um, I think there's just different ways to look at it, and I also think there's different ways to approach it. I think um, a lot of women nowadays try to, like, justify everything that they're doing when it's like, you don't need to justify yourself. Just be you, Right. I think a lot of them are just trying to like pursue something beyond their scope of what they're already doing to be like more popular or to be more accepted by their communities when it's just, in my opinion, it's like just play the game and be good. Um, And I think in addition to that, like there's also nothing wrong with like being an advocate for your, your being a female. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, or a male. (laughs) Right. But I think um, that, 
oftentimes, uh, this is touchy, but I often think like, think like women also use that to kind of justify their actions sometimes, right? Like they are like, well, you're only judging me because I'm a girl or only because of this. And I think, sure, that happens occasionally, but I think now that the shift has changed, I think like it's just women just need to be more conscientious of what they're pursuing and what they want to be and how they're how they are being perceived and like being conscientious of that and making that shift to what they feel is most appropriate for their brand um and i think like most people are smart but i think there's obviously like some women out there that think there's easier ways to become more popular quicker mm -hmm. oftentimes that is because of their sex appeal right um that can also be with men, but you see it less often. Men more are like competitive and just want to be good at the game. But I think that's just kind of the era I grew up in where it was like you only earned respect by being good. Mm -hmm. Now it's a shift. You only earn respect by, well, you can earn respect by being good, but it's also other avenues that weren't open to me before. Actually, <laughs> I worked at GameStop for like two years and like end of high school, early college. And I had my epiphany when I was in GameStop, like gamer girl epiphany, was I was there, I was working, I was doing my job, and um, I remember this- Wait, what, what pre-order were you pushing at that time? Oh, fuck. Because you had to answer the phone and have like a three minute long greeting, right? Hi, thank you for calling GameStop, where you can pre-order your copy of blah, 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 it comes with a canvas bag, but that's gonna be swapped out later. You can be upset <laughs> about that on Reddit, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. On another note, that game is trash. So we can talk about that in full detail. But my epiphany came when I was, actually, what game was I? <laughs> now then. I'm just thinking, what pre-order era was this? Or where you can trade in your copy of Madden 2K16 and we'll give you a dollar fifty, and you can complain about it later and then drop your kids off like it's a daycare. I think it was like Call of Duty time. Like, uh... I can't remember. Honestly, I can't. All right, well, then let's get to the epiphany. Yeah, so I'm sitting there doing my job, and uh, <laughs> like I would be doing anything else. Um, and a girl comes in. This is like Friday night. It's like kids are like out, like at the little mall, mm -hmm. going to a movie or some shit. I don't know what kids do anymore. Orange Julius, Wetzel's yeah. Pretzel, <laughs> hoverboard, vape pen. They're yep. all, yeah, they're ready to go. Yep. And pocket full of gnocchi. I don't know. I don't want to look at Is that what they do? No. Yeah. A little pillowy pasta. I don't know what they do. I'm not judging. <laughs> slap bracelets and fruit by the foot. They're yeah. ready to have a fucking night. Dude, I wish I had slap bracelets still. You, you can. You can get them from Alibaba. You can get a whole shipping container of them for like $1.70. But I digress. So this girl comes in. It's Friday night. She's got the Montel Jordan blaring. This is how we do it. Yep. Yep. No. But she, can't, she comes in with three guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm just doing whatever behind the counter. And then I just notice like she, they're going around and just like talking about games and she's the one who's like leading the conversation. And so she's like telling them like what game she plays and she's telling them that she plays Call of Duty and they're like talking to her like it's like the coolest thing ever. And these are attractive little kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that was my epiphany. I was like, the industry's changed. Like I was at your, at your age, I was terrified to tell anyone about that. And now it's cool. And I was like, did I grow up in the wrong era? <laughs> like, did I just shoot myself in the foot? Mm -hmm. But Did you reach behind the counter and grab your cane and shake it at them? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> you have no, no! idea. <laughs> when I was in the mine, 
working for equality. I put down these rails and now you're scooting on them. I know. I uh, <laughs> I was, it, it was like jealousy, I think. No, I wasn't jealous. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Wish, wish that was an option when I was your yeah. age. Yeah. It must be nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, by the way, uh, garbage pickup on Thursdays. It's not a reflection on anything that's happening here. It's just a thing that you're going to hear in the background of a podcast because, you know, as we picked a studio in a great area. Perfect. So just know Perfect. that. And if you hear the screams of small children, don't worry about it. I thought that was Alex back there dumping the trash. What? No, that's the screams of the small children. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Alex. Yeah, they just crushed my Toyota into a cube. <laughs> yeah. So they're taking that away. Damn it. Just paid it off. Wait. When, when you were, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go first. No, I was just going to get, because um, you said something which is interesting, and I, I, I like, I, I talk a lot about uh, females in the industry, because look at my interesting perspective oh, on it. Oh, oh. But as you, you, you said that, it seemed like, are there some who are activating their sexuality or their presence as a streamer in a way that you think causes harm to uh, females as a whole in the industry? Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, that gamers are wise enough now to go, oh, that's an isolated thing, that's just that personality? Um, how much, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> that was, this is really We're crazy. loading some of the streamers into the Astro Van right now. I keep saying I gotta stop booking podcasts on Thursday. <laughs> well, that one, that one was me. I was actually just watching Transformers 4 over uh, here. Okay. Okay. You gotta turn down that sound bar, Yeah, buddy. Mark yeah. Wahlberg just crushed something. He's and, got, he's cosplaying as a trash can from, the, <laughs> from Stomp. And yeah. so he just so people just come and beat him with batons. It's These actually a fetish. Blue men group guys keep coming in here and hitting <laughs> stuff with mallets. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I think we're past that now. But I'm like I, you know, I, you have an interesting position in the industry now um, with doing what you do, which we'll get to to like what you're into today. But like, do you see? And we don't have to name names. I don't want to necessarily put the eye of Sauron on a particular streamer. But is there someone who's, uh, you know, is playing for Twister for subs? Is that? harming i don't know and i don't even know if that's something that someone does I, I don't maybe think that's so. okay i don't know but like i i'm just i'm trying to couch the question in a way that is is sensitive but i don't know if i need to be on this topic particularly i'll, I'll defer to you on that like are there some streamers who are causing a, a larger harm and a setback or are they mm -hmm. welcome to do whatever they want because that's what they should do and they shouldn't be held to maybe a different standard than a guy who was doing something like that on stream um oof. Well, that's a hard topic, but... Yeah, let me load this question a little bit more. Also, name names. <laughs> no! <laughs> Who's the worst? Oh, my God. Well, I... And uh, speak for all women, please, because that's what... Yeah, you're here to speak on behalf of okay, all female okay, gamers. Okay, okay, come on. And all, no. the real no, no, gamers. No, 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 no. That's the not how real the, gamers. The, okay. Not those <laughs> fake girl gamers. All those fake girl gamers out there? No, I think every... Every female, every woman, like, has their own way of doing their own thing and more power to you. Like, if something's working for you, then just go for it. Like, I'm not going to judge you because of it. I just personally believe that you gain respect quicker if you do it the right way, right? And I think that there's definitely a lot of women out there who are doing it the right way. And then there's some that are doing it the easier way, mm. right? And which, that, that could be sexualizing themselves in some way who knows what that that could mean anything but mm -hmm. it also could be other things maybe there's this view botting those yeah. frauds oh, how dare right. they get, get them off the damn platform well, there's this girl actually I, uh, this is great there's this girl i can't remember her name right now um someone look it up 
We'll, we'll get a real-time check. Give us a piece of info about this girl. I can't remember, but she um, would stream occasionally. It was very rarely, but she would literally come on and she would actually like kind of dress a little skimpy, not like overly skimpy, but like low cut shirt or whatever. And then she would go in the game and actually like talk about how amazing she was at the game, but she was completely trash. And everyone oh, got so upset about her it. Her logo, was it, it was not- Pink is it, Sparkles. Was it Pink Sparkles? I believe that. Wasn't her logo like a knockoff of the Brazzers logo? Or something that like Tron. that was Casey Tron. Casey right? Tron, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, yeah, mm -hmm. she was kind of parodying that, exactly, which would bring out all the trolls. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly what she, she was, was going for, yeah. And, th and that for me is like the ultimate test to like show like how she kind of, I don't know, she kind of like showed how like the the trend is there for mm -hmm. women, and that applies to like what people imagine women should be or like what people think they are in that industry and she was just kind of like bringing it full head even though she was doing it in like a comical way which mm -hmm. was actually fucking hilarious yeah. because anyone i remember people coming into my chat like on on discord didn't exist but like skype and people were like have you seen this fucking bitch she's a fucking bitch <laughs> and like going to and i was like, like no. dad go play command and conquer <laughs> Let her be her. <laughs> <laughs> My dad watching stream. He didn't even know what like Twitch was back then. But um, she had like girls coming to me and being like, have you seen this shit? And then I just went to her and I was like, this is a joke. Like, have you not noticed this yeah. is a joke? And that's what was so entertaining to me about her streams is that A, like I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I got the joke. And yeah. so I was able to laugh anytime a, a clip would end up on, you know, our cringe. I go, well, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> you guys are missing the forest for the trees there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it did it did draw out such venom and, mm -hmm. and anger from either from those who got whooshed by it and thought it was legit, and then for others who were saying, but in the pursuit of the performance art, she's using the exact same methods yeah. to gain attention on the platform. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of brilliant. But that's like saying Anthony Hopkins is like, well, he's a, an actual murderer though. He was in Silence of the Lambs. I saw it. It's like, no, he's acting. But he's like, he's but he's so good at it. Now he's a real murderer. Sure. I'm like, that's impossible. He no. eats brains. It's a character. He's just really good at it. You can't just prescribe him the crime now. <laughs> well, I think that was like a, a obviously a great example of like kind of how the industry industry may perceive women and also how like it's, it's kind of a joke as well. Mm -hmm. But um, the, the interesting thing of the Casey Tron thing was how m many women were upset by it, right? And for me, it's like, who cares? Like, it's just a joke. But like so many women were like bothered by it, and, like talking crap about her and like all these things because of how she was perceiving herself and making that the females look bad in the industry. And I was like, girls, <laughs> this has been going on forever. And like people, like women, not just women, men too, have been making stereotypes and making women look bad forever. I'm like, it's not a new theory or a new thing that's happening. She's just like trolling it, mm -hmm. right? And for me, like I said earlier on, like I've hardened myself to it just because I'm so used to it. And for me, it doesn't happen as often anymore, but when it does happen, it's just like, just a joke. Like who cares? And the only way, in my opinion, to like, from what I've learned, to really prove yourself was just being better than them or being more mature than them. Um, because once you like combat them when they're ta like talking shit to you, combat them with logic or combat them with like not caring, they just get more upset. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate the latter half of that approach because if you can be better than someone, great, that's awesome. But I would hate to say to someone like, oh, unless you close the skill gap here and you can, you know, no scope fools after doing 360 leaps off a building, you don't have a chance to be proven or accepted within that circle. Yeah. That, that sucks. That's like a terrible totally. barrier to entry. <laughs> I can't beat 80% of the 12-year-olds yeah. out there, but I would like to be welcomed enough. I'd like to feel like part of a community. And something that I've... Uh, I've, I've ranted about at length here and I'll spare you and the audience this again, but it kind of dovetails into it is that I, I until, <laughs> until uh, men and women are able to co-stream together and to be on the same streams and be viewed as uh, not, someone's gaming a relationship for exposure or, hey, let's start rumors about whether or not people are hooking up because the younger demographic, that's, mm -hmm. that's what they leap to immediately when they see guys and girls streaming together in any yep. sort of capacity. Until that's confronted head on, I feel like streamers who refuse to stream with the opposite sex are doing a disservice to the entire community. Do you stream with the opposite sex? Whenever I can. Really? Yeah, it's not for lack of trying. <laughs> Oh, that's good. It's an open door invite. I've got flashing neon lights, a bowl full of candy. I've got warm onesies. I'm like, women, please. Please come. I'm please. trying. Please, <laughs> please. Please do. I've heard it's something you can do. Never, never experienced it. I, I actively try to at, at all times. And I could I could probably do better with it in the workplace and everywhere yeah. else. And I, I'm taking strides. I just, I, 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 and I just take such offense to, uh, I, I'm, I'm constantly surprised at how some people who are considered faces of the gaming industry can be so uh, exclusionary and they get a pass. I'm so, I just, it, and it's, why, why am I so upset about it? Well, that happens in any industry, you have to admit. Like even in like the entertainment industry in some capacity, I'm sure that happens all the fucking time. But like people get passes for things. Um, and and <laughs> actually, and I'm not trying to like me to you right now, but I'm saying like, um, like men got passes in the entertainment industry for fucking years sure. for against women. But regardless, like I think that um it's it's just maybe it's just a norm. Maybe it's just like again, once again, like a stereotype, or maybe it's just something that people are just used to and they're like, oh whatever. Um Yeah, but I hate that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's totally what's happening. That's yeah. totally the case. It's like, well, this is the standard right now. And so this is where it's at. But I just, I, I dare to dream of a world <laughs> where a gamer wouldn't have to harden themselves yeah. uh, to criticism, where a gamer wouldn't have to worry about appearing on a stream or at a convention with someone without fear of the rumors that would be uh, you know, stirred up. Uh, or heaven forbid, a male gamer tried to uh, you know, have to cleave off 10 to 20% of their toxic audience by saying, no, 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 I'm gonna play with this person. Fuck you for dragging in rumors like that. Screw you for trying to interfere with my marriage, my relationships, my goal, whatever. That doesn't happen here. And it's okay for men and women to play together. How dare, how dare I dream of a world where yeah, there could it, be those ambassadors? Honestly, it's, um, with those situations, I feel like, sure, there's definitely other ways to approach it. There's ways where you can um, communicate with your audience to make sure that they are aware yeah. of like you're not trying to be promiscuous or like allow them to think in any other way but at the same time I do under I do understand why those things happen and mm -hmm. I, and how I justify not justify them but how I think that that has happened is just like 
And this applies not just into the gaming scene and this happening currently, because mm -hmm. I know I know what you're referring to, but also like across the board, I think it's just happened because that's how men and women have been perceived. Like, I think there's been this mindset for men, like, this is just how things are. Like, um, I can't remember his name, but a comedian got me too'd by this woman that he took on a date. I can't remember. Aziz Ansari? Aziz Ansari. Is this, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he got me too'd by taking this woman on a date and being promiscuous with her or, or trying to hook up with her after he took her out. Yeah. Right. And she got so upset about it. I've never it. felt like I needed a shower after reading like a journal entry. <laughs> But I felt gross because I did read. I read the exact account that you're talking about, yeah. uh, and and it was like, oh, I wish I. I mean, I, I, curiosity killed my kitten because yeah. I, I wanted to know what this was about. And when I read it, I was like, oh, this is this is a super fucking unfortunate night and an unfortunate incident for everybody involved. Yeah, I don't know that I I would assign a hashtag to what happened other yeah. than like people communicate and. But oh, it felt so wrong and it dirty. Was, yeah, it was weird. But for me, in that in that specific scenario, and some people may not agree with me, but that's totally fine. I I felt like no one was wrong in that scenario, mm -hmm. and and why I felt that way is because I think personally, like what he was doing, he just thought was normal, right? And I think because that's been normalized for men, and it's been normalized for women, right? The, that concept of like, oh, afterwards, after we're done going out and like doing stuff, we're supposed to go home and have sex. Mm -hmm. right like I think that has been kind of like a normalized thing in society on both spectrums and so because of that I think there's other ways things throughout history have been, been normalized even now like in the gaming industry and entertainment anything like things have become normalized and I think normalized in the sense of the mindset of a man is like oh well if i do this i'm going to be judged by this so i'm not sure, going to do it sure and for women as well right and you're right and it, it exists in certain industries i mean i can't imagine a surgeon going like mm, my scalpel is not going to touch lady flesh because <laughs> the rumors will start even with yeah. i put the gloves on it's fine and, <laughs> and i get that like that you know okay that's why it doesn't exist there but it, it can exist in our industry yeah um but i get why what you're proposing is let's flip the script if you're on the first date, guys, go for the sex right away and then do the dinner and the movie. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't that be bucking a trend? Yes. <laughs> You'll get a lot of free mace if you do that. <laughs> yeah, lots of mace a to the face. Which is right perfect the for the dinner. You yeah, just you squeeze those tears right into the pasta. <laughs> you're good. A little spicy. I mean, I'm sure that has happened plenty of times. We have Tinder that exists. So, mm -hmm. and other ones what's the other ones there's hinge there's bumble there's raya there's grinder there's meat space uh m-e-a-t space there what? keep going uh there's backdoor explore there's uh urban outfitters that's my favorite Christian's me christian mingle there is christian mingle there's farmers only i've just been going to there's zillow farmers daughters only you can go to well, zillow i got open houses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no no that doesn't um, google has a great thing street view and if you just go down like um, any like alleys or stuff near your house and if you see that there's someone there walking a dog you can go and patrol that alley late at night and if they show up that's fine just don't have your keys in your pocket because the jingling will alert them now <laughs> let's talk gaming because you and I played a little anthem last weekend, and um, I've never, I don't think, heard someone <laughs> suffer through a triple A experience. Maybe Fallout seventy six. I don't even know if people would round Fallout seventy six up to a triple A experience. Ugh. Like it really came out. It was like kind of a a, a C mm -hmm. plus with some duct tape on it. 
But we could talk about Fallout too, and we, we should. <laughs> but Anthem, I played the demo like in December. I was like, there's something here. The core, the chewy nugget center of whatever this is. It, yes. The Tootsie Roll, otherwise it, surrounded by that Tootsie Pop that the owl has to lick through. The core is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the movement, the pew pews, the gun sounds, the satisfying feedback of even in a bullet sponge enemy. Like I, I don't mind unloading clips into them and watching. I, like, I was like, oh, the core is there. But please tell me, what was your experience with Anthem when we were playing on Friday and Saturday? Uh, oh my God. Okay, so it's a great game. It's actually something I was super looking forward to because mm -hmm. I'm a Bioware nerd. However, like the last Mass Effect. We don't, it's fine. Yeah, they had to get it done. Yeah, contractual obligations, it. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And by the way, gamers, we were playing with your fiance. So I don't want any of those rumors. Yes, no don't rumors. Want any of those none, rumors. None. Kevin and I are just friends. <laughs> That he's a male and I'm a female and we're just friends. That can't exist. <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> how could you play with the, what do I? Get what, out of here, what? nine year olds. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually don't, actually I need you to subscribe. Yeah, uh, get please, your parents credit card, see if you have a Twitch Prime yes. available. If not, smash that join button on uh, YouTube and then uh, make sure you uh, donate and back on patreon.com slash pointlesspot. Sorry, continue. You, were, you said you were <laughs> excited for it. That sounded past tense. What happened, Dana? Okay, so I actually, was super stoked for it. I thought, it, I mean, I was like, this is going to be a great title. Just because it was something new, something different. The flying mechanic I thought was yeah, super cool. Super mo like mobility yeah, in a yeah. loot shooter. Yes. And... <sighs> <laughs> that was the sigh I heard no less than 13 times on yeah. Friday night. <sighs> now we're going to do ASMR. <laughs> was that the sigh for the 14th loading screen for the time where it crashed you to desktop or for the time where you lost all of your save progress and then had to do a different javelin to unlock the thing that you had already saved which side was that it was all of them one. but seriously it was uh the game is beautiful let don't you know this it's beautiful stunning Particle Stunning. effects when you do an ult. I don't oh. know which, were we using the warlock one? Storm. What's that? Storm. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, all the different elemental okay. effects. This isn't wow. It's beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> Even that I wouldn't know. But no, it was a beautiful game. The ultimates are amazing. The the concept is beautiful. The characters are beautiful. The, the. Look at how janky this is though. Like. Legit, it, well, there was like weird <laughs> clipping around. Oh, this is this a clip of glitches though? Or no, 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 this is no commentary gameplay from la from last week that I just loaded up. Oh, for interesting. Because the animations aren't that clicky to N me. No, I mean, but look at it. It is beautiful, beautiful is. game. Yeah. But, but this person, by the way, the, yeah, like the clip that also you also not up, good. Yeah, they're aiming at the ground it's in a game where they could be flying around right now and then doing barrel rolls and dodging rockets. Like yeah. the sense of mobility and the world looks amazing. This clip happens to be someone staring at the floor texture as they, <laughs> as they look at this thing on the ground. They, and they hold the button to open. All right, sorry. Okay. All right, so yes, there's look. There are some positive things to say about it. The, yes. the world is interesting. It's gorgeous. Good particle effects. And, and granted, we were playing on PC. We mm -hmm. weren't playing on console. Console might be better. Who knows? But no one plays on console anymore. Let's be honest. We'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> but for I don't want to swing a stick at that beehive. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> but um, honestly, though, oh, God, it was such a fucking letdown. Is that? Oh, those look like elephants. It was so strange. Anyways, it was, there's like, when we were playing, honestly, probably 30 minutes 
of that entire game time, which we probably played for what two hours, maybe. Two, yeah, it was about two and a half hours. Two and a half and hours. I, I know what you're gonna say. And like thirty yeah. to forty minutes of that time was loading screens. Yeah. Was me getting booted out of the game. Mm -hmm. Me not being able to get in a game. Me just oh, and when we first started playing the game, that like first night, we couldn't even figure out how to fucking launch. That's that was the biggest. Thing. I'm like, it was. I was f like fiddling with the cat's cradle. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, uh, have you pressed ready? And I'm like, well, I pressed ready to get out of the forge and or then re-readied to get into the mission select yes. screen. Then I clicked into a mission where there was a launch free play option, yep. but we didn't want free play, we wanted the mission, so I had to back out of that, which backed us out of the squad. Yep. And you know, I, I have no doubt that there's enough money and interest in this as a franchise. I got Neil Blomkamp making short films about the fucking thing yeah. before it's even launched. Like, I, EA will probably pump enough resources into this to fix the crashes to desktop and, and some of those little yeah. things. But how, what happened along the process that like 13 different people got involved with just the menu design to try to figure, like, I, <laughs> loot, Loot has been solved in yes, games many yeah. times. User interfaces for bolting on weapons and powers, they've been solved many times. And we were all 10 kinds of confused with- I think someone just like was like, we're gonna make this menu screen the coolest menu screen <laughs> anyone has ever yeah. seen. And it's gonna be so unique and so different and people are not gonna be able to figure it out. And yeah. that's literally what fucking happened. No, it's a mini game within the game, guys. <laughs> First, they have to pick one of 40 shaders to apply to this one section of their character. Then yep. we won't tell them that on the far right, there's a little sliver. And when you click that, that's how you change the color yep. for that shader, which I didn't. Also, if you want to invite friends, you oh, have to no. jump through three other slides to get to the end, which you don't even realize is fucking there mm -hmm. until... <laughs> and you'll see your friends. You'll see your friends on the right, but when you try to click them, it doesn't work because you got to tell the menu on the left that you want access to the friends, which you can already see on the right. So... Okay. Are we, are we it's being a great too sensitive? Game. It's think? so good. Like, well, th like this is what I'm going to say. Like, I think that they will, <laughs> they'll fix the crash to dex yeah. desktops. And with time, it, it just... It seems odd to me that knowing that they're a AAA developer with what I assume are, yeah. are uh, like gobs of resources that they that they fumbled on basic menu stuff. Even when you get loot in the game, like you can't change your weapons mid-round. So did you loot something great? All you know is that it's an uncommon <laughs> item yeah. and you wait till the end of oh the round. Oh my God, I remember you saying that and I was like, you know, you're right. That would be good to know if you got actually something fucking cool. Yeah, just tell me what it is. Yeah. I, I, heaven forbid you let me equip it as well, but fine, <laughs> just let me know what I got. Instead, it's like a, the promise of something exciting later at the yep. end of a thing. It just kind of sucks the fun. Also, another thing, I don't, I feel bad, but like we're what like this right now. So this is like, you're in the, what, what, the, what's Tarsus? Tarsus. Right, Fort Tarsus. Yes, is like the like loading bay. I've mashed escape through anything that would tell me what the world is or why. So oh. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not the one to ask. I'm just like get me in. Okay, I'm, I'm like, in a target. This is awesome. Yep. Thanks. I'm like stop talking, stop talking, <laughs> please go away. And then um, for what I don't understand is the game itself. Like when you're fighting, is in third person, but when you go to Fort Tarsus, it's in first person. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like. Why did you do this? And then yeah. at the same time, also the sense of scale is feels super bizarre when you're in the fort. Yeah, I, I can't tell if I'm three feet tall or thirty feet tall. Exactly. And then you move it. As you can see here, you don't. It's like the the whole game. You can 
barrel roll and jump and parkour and do Russian gymnastics mm -hmm. to, near a waterfall to cool down your suit. But then here it's just like a slow, clunky walk and you have to walk through large sections to get to the one person yep. to mash escape through the dialogue to get the mission to go back yep. to the map to launch. And like you walk slow, there's no, I, I don't know. So, but Alex, you were going to ask if we're being too sensitive. About well, it. too sensitive, but also Vincent Damone actually had a, a more interesting point. He said, it seems popular. Fuck you. What? Fuck you, yeah. yeah. No, 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 then me, then me. I'm shitting on myself. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> well, why do you think I'm in this booth? Oh. Um, Vincent Damone said, it seems popular lately to have a negative hot take on the next big game, and it builds and builds with every Polygon and Kotaku article piling until it's a meme. I have to take negativity hype with a big grain of salt lately. Going to try this game myself before deciding anything. Which I think is just a, uh, it's a good general consensus dive, which is like, try the fucking yeah. game. Well, but at the same time, it is like, to Apex have Apex Legends came out of nowhere, and we, I have no shortage of praises to sing about it. Yes. It's not like, this is a game that I played that I was excited for. I wasn't negative about it until I got hours with it. And now... But I think you guys are both saying it's a, it's a, it's a good game. It's just the, quality of life stuff that breaks. Well, but here's what I'm going to get to. I have no doubt that they'll fix the crash to desktops. The, there's a lot of load screens. That's going to be a tough one for them to navigate. But maybe they'll, maybe they'll optimize and figure that out too. Great. Yep. Maybe they'll let you uh, switch weapons in the middle of a thing. These are all little features that they can patch. If the core gameplay, that core five, ten minute loop is satisfying and solid, mm -hmm. then they got something to work with. And I still think that core gameplay is fun. Yeah. I enjoyed, um, I get uh, frothy palms when I play Apex. Yes. Because I just get, it's a little too sweaty for me. I'm just <laughs> not good at it. That's it. I'm just not good. I haven't played with you yet, so I can't judge. Uh, do, trust me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll judge me. I'm not good. Okay. Um, and so I get, I'll get a little frustrated, I'll get a little this. And so I would, at, when I was done with that, I would go to Anthem and play a couple kind of mindless sessions of it. I'd play it for 45 rather numb minutes of just flying around, killing an enemy, getting the loot, going back through, okay, fine. Dealing with the 10 minutes in between missions to <laughs> scrap things in my inventory, figure out what to equip where, and I don't know what element stacks with another, which is important to get combos and blah, blah, blah. But the core gameplay is exciting. What I haven't seen in the four hours or so, five hours that I've plugged into it, is enough variation on the gameplay <laughs> to make me think that there's 30 hours of enjoyment there. I, 30 hours? I thought there was like 15. Well, to core story, yes, but then they're <laughs> supposed to be like their raids, the stronghold like uh, missions. That, yeah, yeah, style. like the vault stuff that you yeah. unlock. Um, there's missions that are gated by, you have to collect X amount of items or do 300 melee kills before you can get into this vault. So this is, it's a sort of artificial dilation of gameplay. They're sort of metering it out like you, it's a forced grind. Okay. Sure. It's fun Whatever. enough to play mindlessly with some friends, but I, I worry, and I say worry because I want to like it. Yeah, yeah. I like loot shooters. I like the mobility. I like the feedback of the guns. I just worry there's too much in the way mm -hmm. that's going to lead to the player base not taking hold. They're not going to catch on. Also, another thing that I haven't thought about until just now is like maybe because I'm like escaping through every little detail, but is the story actually compelling at all? I don't like, know. Who are you fighting? The bad guy, the baddies, bad people. I mean, bad people want to do bad things. You gotta be good and be be a good person and go be, do good things. Good. That's it. You got be the good, story. Be a good person. No, you're right, and it's and, not. Uh, is it? There's a couple cutscenes which I I watched some of them, but I just the 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 stagnant delivery of a of a plastic looking NPC in that uh, in the target. Yeah. 
<laughs> delivering you the mission details, I mash escape through it because yep. I'm like, I don't want to sit. This doesn't feel compelling. And anytime there's a dialogue choice, I feel like it could be like, uh, uh, I'm good and doing the right thing no matter what. And the other <laughs> option could be like, fuck you, I grind puppies into mulch. And no matter which one you say, the dialogue, it, the, nope, it's going to end matter. up with the same thing of someone going like, I can't believe you said that. Here's your mission. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't feels matter. inconsequential. And, there, and there's like, when you go through the dialogue, there's like choices for you to pick. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, but, and then here we're seeing, oh, we just saw the ultimate there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's fun to fly around. It's it cool. I did have a great, I was playing with uh, Mr. Bladder, a guy from our community. Uh, we were running through some games and we did a private match, just mm. the two of us. Oh, well, yeah, you know. Are you guys, <laughs> wait. Are there rumors going around about you guys? There should be. I'm trying to spit them right now. <laughs> yeah, we both finished unsatisfied. So it's just like oh. art imitates life. Yeah, okay. We great. got into a game. We put it on hard. Uh, and it was just the two of us. And what I found was that there were moments where we were, it was, um, you were flying through caves and then we get claustrophobic. And because it was just two out of what should be four mm -hmm. on a harder difficulty, the encounters got really intense. And it felt like if you didn't properly engage even a single little minion, you were gonna get toasted. And there was only two of us, so we had to play a little more strategically. We had to actually communicate. Yeah. We had to funnel enemies through a thing. And there was a, 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 like a claustrophobic nature to it because we were in these tunnels. Yeah. And, and it was up close and personal in the game where you're normally kind of flying up high mm -hmm. and raining terror from above. And it mixed it up in a way I was like, oh, this, this is kind of exciting. This feels different. Yeah. That up close feel, the sense of danger with every encounter. And I wonder if like part of it is just that the normal missions are way, they're, they're mindless because they're kind mm -hmm. of easy. They hand you these encounters on yeah. a platter and say, go for it. Uh, no, I think you're right. Uh, it's just, I think there are obviously components that are amazing about it, mm -hmm. but I think ultimately like it needs to just have a little bit something that's more compelling to it, I think either whether that's story or whether that's like minimizing how many fucking load screens there are. but Or hats and dab emotes. Yes. At, the yes. coolest thing we could do is throw a flare right now. Oh my God, I love throwing flares. <laughs> throwing flares is so fun, guys. <laughs> just, it, you just toss it out. Like it's, yeah. It, yeah, here you go. <laughs> like Louis C.K. in a green room. Just throw it on out there. <laughs> the flare physics are amazing. If you've got RTX, oh yep. my God, you'll love, turn it on. Go for the shaders. You could be like standing this way and then you can like point this way and then you throw a flare and it like goes that way. It's great. <laughs> Will you, I know that there was a patch, Ricky actually uh, texted me on Discord to say that they released the patch early. I haven't downloaded it yet. Assuming a patch fixes, 50% of the crashes and the this, that, the other. Will you go, it seemed like on Saturday you were like, I'm done with this game. I'm not playing it anymore, I'm done. Will you go uh, back to it? I'll probably play it if Ricky wants to. It has to be like a joint effort to get me involved. You must really love him, then. Listen, I will yeah. play the game. Yes, if I, you want. If if you beg me, like a hundred times, but <laughs> otherwise, um, or or we have to like have a consensus on something where I'll be like, we're watching A Star Is Born, and I will play Anthem with you. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's got to be a trade out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay. is that how relationships work? I need to barter more because I could get barter, way more shit. Dude. Yeah. yeah, Alex is full take. He hasn't figured out the <laughs> gift yet. I, no, I, well, I will literally do anything if she does the dishes. That's my that's my thing. Oh my so. god! The, and there's this part in who is this guy? And he's bad guy. Mm -hmm. That's oh yeah, that's big bad. That's he, big bad guy. He's very tall mm -hmm. and and that's assassin. Um, I've and seen he's this getting his creed. cut screen like five times. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, see? Progress. Games just used to be like, especially like five, six years ago, it used to be like, okay, do you care about the story or is the game all about being badass? And then they just threw that option out. So now games where it's all about feeling badass, which I felt like this game was supposed to be, they're like, well, there should be like a, com- a compelling story with characters everyone cares about. I'm like, with robot suits, you don't need that. No. Just make everyone feel like a badass. Great. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of games, mm-hmm. and you brought up Apex. Fuck yes. Can yes. we talk about Apex for a second? Please. So, best game ever. Yeah, thus far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm wait I'm nervous about the shoe that may drop, but like yeah. you know, new gun, new pew pew yesterday, Woo-hoo. introduced in a cool way. Yep. I, I'm 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 a full on board. I like it. I thought I was it was getting nauseated with every subsequent battle royale thing that came out. Yep. But I like this. They and shook it, it up. It shook it up. Yeah. Honestly, um I have Never been more happier to see a game perform better than Fortnite in my entire life. (laughs) I mean, listen, Fortnite is a great game. It captured millions of people Mm -hmm. of all ages, which I wholeheartedly respect. Legitimized video games, too, for a lot of people. Totally. And it, like, brought the entertainment industry into gaming, too. Like, Like, I felt like a lot of people in that, you know more traditional industry were kind of like low-key gamers and now they come more up in the spotlight which is kind of right. cool yeah now it's it's popular for athletes and, yeah, and yeah, other yeah. entertainers to rally around Fortnite dances yeah and and also just to rally around gaming now mm-hmm. it's like cool so totally respect there but at the same time i'm like i don't know how many more times i can watch children do the floss <laughs> at target like right. i i it's just Whoa. For but, me, it was uh, like, I like watching streamers play Fortnite because mm-hmm. they can do the things that I can't. Um, and I could probably invest the time into learning how to build. It just wasn't a satisfying mechanic yeah. to me. And maybe that was because I just wasn't competent at it. But mm-hmm. like in the heat of a battle, when I see someone whip out blueprints and a pencil, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I go like, oh, 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 oh cool. Yeah, it's carpentry now. <laughs> And again, again, watching high-level players, I respect it. Totally, I have nothing totally. but respect for it. And everything that you just said, I fully echo that. Like, yeah. it, it's done amazing things, and it will continue to do amazing things for the gaming industry. Yeah. It's certainly not gone. No, 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 no. But for me, as a game that I want to play, yeah. Apex currently has my attention. It's just not the game for me. Like, yeah. I played Fortnite quite a bit when it first came out. Um, more like when the Battle Royale mode got really popular, I was playing it. The building mechanic just wasn't for me. I just didn't like that component mm-hmm. just because I'm just not good at it. And I think it adds a level of complexity, which people who are good at it, it's super cool to see how quick they can build stuff. Sure. It's like crazy. But um, I think Apex delivers like a good medium for across the board, like um, something that is smaller, a little bit, more interesting that you also have like special abilities which is kind of cool i think where fortnite potentially has lost its grip and it's still going to be a popular game for a very long time i don't know if it'll ever be number one again and the reason why i say that is because i think that they've done they've made a few moves that may have not been the best approach and that's just my personal opinion one the game's too hard now and what i mean by that is like everyone just got really good Mm-hmm. Right. So like going in and just playing casually isn't as fun anymore just because everyone is really good. Like and if you don't know how to build like 
just leave the game because it's 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 really hard. Yeah. It's really challenging. Yeah, I feel like the, there was a moment when I saw like the porta forts coming in and stuff, and yeah. just like instantly deploy a tower or a structure. I was like, oh good, they're trying to take, they're trying to condense hardcore actions into a casual uh, press, a little macro. Yeah. Great, but then. Suddenly, I don't know. I look now, and there's vehicles and crazy power ups and things that's like that. And like that's thing. cool, but now you have mm -hmm. to actively play all of the time to know the nuance of all those new things. Yep. Is that just a side effect of, of because they have to iterate, right? Yeah, they have of to do new things. Of Are there things that they could do to make it friendlier to casuals? I don't. That's a really good question. I I honestly would have to think about it more, but. I think you bring up a, an amazing point too. It's like I played Fortnite for a while and then I stopped. And if I went back now, it'd be like playing a completely new game. Mm -hmm. Like I saw someone made a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater level in Fortnite. Yeah. And there was a guy on like a, it looked like a, a hoverboard, like a snowboard, and he was grinding <laughs> through a Tony Hawk's level. And I guess that's probably from the creative mode. Yeah. But I had no, I'm like, what, what, where did I go? <laughs> but like Encino Man. Like I, I would have played that though. That sounds fun. Yeah, no, I mean, that's cool. But I'm like, what happened? Fortnite, what'd you, what'd you, did you do something with your hair? No, yeah. it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> I'm a, but let's, uh, like, so Apex does a lot right. And, it, yes. and it's so funny that like, we we take for granted like it did look it's building on the on the backs and the shoulders of its predecessors as it should it it took what worked from them but like even little things like switching a gun and having all the attachments that are compatible for it hop on over it's uh, like thank you because simplified. yeah like it's simplified uh, you know i would rather focus on the core mechanics and getting good at aiming shooting playing tactically with my squad i'd rather focus my hours of gameplay mm -hmm. into refining those skills and not Who's better at clicking and dragging faster? Yeah. Because that's what like PUBG was becoming for me. Or like a building mechanic. I'm mm -hmm. like, again, high level players, great. But that's, this is another mechanic on top of a mechanic. Yeah. I'm too old. I'm too tired. Nope. I'm, too, I'm too simple. And I think that there's other like minor components to the game that make it also fun. Like I think the sliding thing is super cool. So much fun. I think... Um, the zip lines and like the balloons that are stationed everywhere. Yeah, the redeploys, yeah. Yeah, but for me, the number one thing that I think Apex did right was when you die, your teammate can retrieve your badge yes. and re bring you back. Yes. I think that like... You're never fully out. And never so don't, fully out. You know, I, it, like, don't, don't go and stand by the door and wait for the Postmates delivery guy. Yes. Sit down. <laughs> Hang out, call shots for your buddies because mm -hmm. you still have a chance. I actually wish they'd get rid of the uh, the banner timeout on the crate. So like when you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when you're fully out, there's there's another timer and it's yeah. a generous amount of time. But like, just let just let it be years. there. Just let it be there. Give me a chance to come back in at any time. Yeah. Because they, I feel like they they got ninety percent of the way there with that mechanic. Keep me invested even if I'm dead. But like, I get they want a sense of urgency for your friends to go back to your crate. But like. I think oh, it's give just, us a chance. Just so like you, they don't like leave for ten minutes and go like, oh, I think those guys finally got bored and left. Let's, like you have to earn the right to get your friend back. You can't just wait until. Alex, do you play? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> he I would loves... say I, I win. I mean, it's not a game to me. It's like yeah. a job. It's like a life. Yeah. But I do. Yeah, I play the game sometimes. Sometimes. Wait, so who do you guys play? Who's well, Alex thinks the game is very bold because they introduced the first gay robot. Um, and we know like Overwatch had, you know, homosexual characters and that's cool, oh but Alex... So, so you say that as a joke, but I do think the robot is uh, tr transgendered. Or 
it's 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 a spectrum with the robot because transformed. No, <laughs> is that what I'm? I'm still is watching. That, Hold that, on, let me stop that. that. Um, because he's he, his voice is definitely male, right? We can agree that the voice yes, is masculine, sure. is deep, but. Wow. Every single Wow, Alex. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Every... Have you learned nothing from this conversation? Come on. Wait, 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 my girlfriend's voice is deeper than mine. I, understand I, know. Like yeah, I was like, listen to you. But God. But every time they make the robot, especially that Twitch Prime robot, but even the one you could pay for in the first week, they keep making that robot thicker and thicker. And I will load up pictures. That is but true. But they keep giving it these huge sexy legs. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this robot. Oh so maybe I'm the first I'm this is the first time I've been gay for and a it's robot. Got those those thick hips. I'm, not... I'll show you, yeah. I don't know. There's a Bed Bath & Beyond that refused to take that Roomba back. <laughs> let's, let's keep it honest. Um, yeah, the, the Pathfinder's hips keep getting thicker and thicker, like in a robot childbearing way. Hold on, I'm, I'll load up an image of the Twitch Prime thing. Let's get it. They did it's the same thing. So By the way, Brawl Stars did this with Thicochet. Yeah, look, there's a there's a trend of making robots thicker like, and curvier. Look at those hips. I feel like that, that's not a man's hips. Look at those thighs. What if he just works out? And look, yeah, and look at that gap. It's just such a wide stand. <laughs> I keep making the robot sexier, which is fine. Good for I'm good with it. It's fine. But where do, also, where does he pull the grapple out from? Maybe he needs the clearance between the thighs. Oh yeah, that might be true. It's his arm. Oh, these oh. are all cosmetic thighs. <laughs> so I play the robot, and everyone gets mad at me. I've does it change his hitbox? I don't know. They do make them thicker. You I have think, to try to shoot between the legs. You I got to try to RoboCop them. The yeah. different he, uh, chan uh, legends, sorry, so many fucking words, have different hitboxes, but I don't think the skins ever do anything different. Mm, okay. Well, I will say, though, it. <laughs> <laughs> that robot. Uh, it uh, has the best voice lines. Oh, yeah. It's the only yeah, it's one the that only has one personality. That it's, it, exactly. That's the reason yep. it's in every promo and reveal is that, that it's a character that stands out that has a unique personality. I mean, people will, uh, like, uh, in, in any match, they will do an impersonation of, of Lifeline. Yeah. They will, because they, 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 they do, like, their worst Miss Cleo with it. Hey, your care package is here. <laughs> Birthday present. And, like, uh, it's and not I, that hard. I do it, I too. Do it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, outside of that, I, th that's, that's one thing. Like, I, I like don't, the big guy. But Bangarang? No, no, <laughs> no. She is no, such Bangarang. a Bangarang. Can we call him that? Every time someone goes, I'm a Bangalore, and I go, base. Base. Every time. Because <laughs> I don't like, I, again, love the game. Love the game. I just think, like, but the, what a cookie cutter. That's character. the problem is that, yeah. like, even the names and, and the initial, like, the basic skins, like the design, they just sort of lack that. And they'll get there. They'll, yeah. they'll have unique skins For that sure. have glowing and particle fence, but the effects, but the core. Character names, I'm just sort of like, eh, that didn't, it didn't grab me. It yeah, didn't grab me. Yeah, and there's some of their, I mean, the other thing too is, I mean, how many people use a sniper in that game? Like, no one. It's like yeah. not a sniper, like, sure, there's occasionally some people will use the sniper, but mm -hmm. most of the time people are not using it. Yeah. Just because it's like. The wingman and peacemaker. Everyone just wants to rush you, which. Yeah. I actually kind of like. I like like going in hot and heavy and just going for it rather than just like let's sit back and do this end game kind of bullshit. That's very much what PUBG was like. Mm -hmm. Of like let's sit back and wait and yeah, who's got game. the best optics? Because you can yeah. just turtle up and wait for the ring exactly. and there you go. Yeah. So I think this. I don't know. I, it's an awesome game. It's super fun. Really it's so exciting. good. The, the sound design, yep. phenomenal. They killed it. Mm -hmm. They absolutely killed it. I enjoy even just recharging a shield battery. Yep. What a satisfying noise. I love the interplay. The ping system. Thankfully, oh, people are now God. talking about how revolutionary that was. But I've played many games Ugh. with teams of randos. I've won a few. And we didn't say a word to each other. We actually use the voice comms at the end and be like, mm, good game. 
<laughs> okay, it was good. Yeah. We'll, oh my we'll god, play. I had that happen we'll last play. night. I'm like pinging things, and I'm like, just so you know, there's someone coming behind you guys, and they're like, thanks for the call out, and I'm like. So we're talking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this? We communicate. Yeah. It's amazing how like, they thought, even just like if someone pings an item and then I ping their ping and it's like, I got dibs. I got dibs, yeah. That's mine. Cool. Like, oh, great. And it leaves it up on my UI so yep. I know where it is. I can track it and lets them know I actually want that thing. Super smart. Super so smart. many little things. You're right about the sliding. It's so funny that it like, yep. it, when, going back to Anthem, a game where you have a fucking rocket suit and can fly <laughs> around in barrel roll. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but I can't crouch slide. Yeah. It it feels less mobile because you don't get that speed burst and that satisfying the other slope thing slide. Two that I hate to admit. No, it's okay, I can admit it. Um <laughs> was I played like a shit ton of Apex and then uh like one of my friends was playing Fortnite and I went to go watch his stream and I was watching and I was like this game's kind of ugly. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. I was like, it just in comparison, I was just like, like it just isn't fun to watch. It's yeah, it's it's interesting because this I don't like. You know, some would argue that that Fortnite really exploded when it made its debut on mobile. Yeah. That, you know, now kids in any passing period or hell during chemistry class, yeah. they can play Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know if they will. I mean, the, it? Yeah, I mean, the engine can probably downgrade its visuals a bit. You know, they could load in some low-res well, textures. I don't know, but I don't know if it's going to look like this or if they're going to wait. I mean, I guess in a year or two's time, cell phones will be powerful enough to probably run this at the lowest resolution setting. So maybe they don't maybe. need to... Do you think, though, that it needs to be on mobile? Not for me. No, just to like yeah, not maintain for me. the audience. But financially, like if you look at the PUBG numbers, they make more money now off the mobile in China than they do on the, the oh, PC yeah. game. So like if just just to capture like a, you know, not... It's a market that can't be ignored. Yeah, like, you know, Asia or India yeah. or something like that. Like that's usually all mobile. Yeah. It doesn't, to, you know, to answer your question again, it doesn't need to be on mobile for me. I don't, I would yeah. not be satisfied playing this game on mobile. Absolutely not. Um, I don't want to, I, I, like on console, it's okay. It's totally fine and competent, but for games like this i want a mouse and keyboard yeah i don't know well it'll be interesting to see for some reason i have this feeling that they won't do it and the only reason why is because pubg mobile uh, yeah sure it's doing really well in asia but it did not good here at all like and and I'll, I mean, sure, it probably did fine, but not a lot of people play it, or not a lot of people want to play it on mobile. It might be different for Fortnite, because I think more kids can afford playing on either a console or, or their phone rather than playing on a PC, because most kids probably don't own a PC, and if they own a laptop, you're not going to play on a laptop. Mm -hmm. um, so, Or the parents are like, hey, you got a console, but that's tied to the TV, and... The mommy and daddy are watching The Masked Singer tonight, yeah. so go pick up your phablet and go play your Fortnites. In your room. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I guess it makes sense there. I'm curious, though. I'm more curious to know if they're going to port it to console. Um, mainly because... Wait, port this game? Yeah. It's out. On console? Yeah. Yeah, it's on. Oh, on PS4 and on Xbox. Oh. Yeah. I think the, the people were talking about whether or not it's going to come to Switch. See, this is the problem. I don't know consoles exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're completely dead to you? <laughs> You've turned your back on them? The only time I play a console is for, like, games that I can only play on console, which is, like... God of War. God of War. <laughs> <laughs> Crackdown Three. Spider Man. Absolutely yeah. not. Your Spider Man's. Oh my God. Let's. Any, we're not talking about Crackdown Three. Well, oh, we're not. 
No. I was I, mean, I was raised on the first crackdown. Like I enjoyed the first one immensely. I heard the and one I that heard just if you, came out is It's yeah. fine. I've heard that if you liked the original crackdown, it's it's that. I mean, honestly, what's it been? 15 years since you played the first one? It's fine to have more of the same. Okay. Um okay. there's an argument for that, sure, but for me it's like but I got my fill of that. I want something new. more or new yeah. or better. And you know, the, the the first crackdown I think was super innovative because it was like it was like a little bit of the Matrix, uh, mm -hmm. you know, syndrome. It's like fuck it, yeah, super jumps and go flying around everywhere. Yeah, just go <laughs> yeah. for it, yeah. And that was fun. And it was can cool. you like blow things up too? Like yeah, totally. But you know, in in the the in the world that we live in now, which is the just causes or the anthems for the mobility or this for the sliding pew pew satisfaction, like things have evolved. And so I, I'm not. I haven't actually played it yet, so I'm not. I, I haven't played it, but for me, that's telling because I was super fucking excited for it. And yet I haven't turned on my Xbox to play it yet. Uh, that's because... I got Apex. Do you own an Xbox? Are you sure? I got sure. an Xbox. Are I got a day sure one. There? Yeah, I think and the Kinect is definitely not attached anymore, <laughs> which was odd because I was I swore they said they needed it. Um, but no, <laughs> but, it's be because of Apex and Anthem and a handful of other games. I just haven't really gravitated to my console in a minute. Something else I wanted to bring up, and I was talking to Alex about this, was um, the shift in like just the games industry and like the games market. Um, where now more than ever, you're seeing more free-to-play games and mm -hmm. less like full-purchase games, mm -hmm. right? So like microtransactions have become more popular rather than purchasing the full game, sure, right? Which I think is actually really interesting and really telling for the market just because if you're an indie game developer and you're releasing your game on Steam and Apex just came out and it's an incredible game for free. Yeah, for free. Why is your game not free? That's my thought. It's like now it's like the precedent is so high for free to play because it has to be such a quality game. This is what Alex said. That it has to be such a quality game in order for people to do microtransactions, right? So now it's putting the industry in this position where your game has to be super quality for them to buy it, mm -hmm. right? So like something like Anthem, sure, that's something I would probably buy, but not all the qualities there when it comes to like loading and all that stuff. Um, or Red Dead I would buy or God of War I'd buy, but those are games that are very like campaign driven or very story driven and less of like run and gun, you know? Like I don't know if I'd ever buy a Call of Duty ever again. Yeah, the, I mean these the games that you mentioned are also driven by, you know, um, multi multi million dollar budgets not just yeah. for the game but for the advertising and the distribution and the everything else so you know you mentioned the indie developer and how do you release your game in a sea of amazing triple a yeah. free to play titles now and you know uh the the devil's advocate is that like i uh, an indie game the hex i just played it a couple uh, like a month or two ago it was a brilliant experience gave the developer i think 12 of my hard-earned dollars <laughs> to play it i yeah. hope he appreciated it Aww. you know and and it was a beautiful game and i was happy to pay for that and i knew that that wouldn't have the bells and the whistles i knew it would be rough around certain edges because it was an, an indie experience but yeah. i was happy to do it because that was the experience that i wanted and i think there's there's plenty of games that are released by smaller developers that that can get that attention and, and make enough money to offset their cost of development. I do worry about anybody trying to get into a first-person shooter, battle royale genre or whatever, yeah. where they might have an innovative take. They might have an interesting mechanic. They might have great art design or whatever that thing is, but they, they don't have the resources because now you have to develop the game. Mm-hmm. 
You also have to distribute it and market it in some sort of way that gains attention because if it's on Steam, good luck. Yep. It's a sea of other titles and thumbnails for someone to click on. Yep. But you also need a completely separate set of resources to figure out how you're gonna monetize it if you're going to release it for free. Exactly. You need to have an art department churning out skins. You need to have some sort of loot boxes. You need to have something else. And they just, any developer cannot compete, I don't think, no. in that same way. They don't have that additional arm. It's it's just it's interesting to me because it's like what what is this going to do to the industry like what how's the shift going to happen because I think for example like if a lot of the gaming industry is built around obviously marketing and like getting the awareness out there but a lot of that is also built around influencer marketing so mm -hmm. like working with people who are have a uh, a community based in gaming right so I think for an influencer going and playing like an indie title, like they're, the probability of them never playing it again and going back and playing something that is more appealing to them because, I don't know, it's either, it's a higher quality game and it's free to play. Um, I think is it's gonna be difficult to get people to sustain something unless it's like a super well like developed game. Right, when you browse, I mean, there's some streamers who can bring enough eyeballs to an odd game or an indie game or a classic game. There's a, there's a handful of streamers that can command enough viewership that when you go browse on mm -hmm. YouTube or Twitch and it's sorting by just pure raw eyeballs that you can see an odd thumbnail. Yeah. But more often than not, it's, well now, Apex Legends, Fortnite, League of Legends, Legends of Legends, Legend <laughs> of Zelda Legends, Legend uh, Legends, Overwatch Legends. Yeah, it's like the top five tiles you can pretty much bet Yep. That it's going to be the same. And so to your point, yeah, it's going to help any developers if streamers can play their game and draw attention to it. That's awesome. But the streamer now has to balance, the, the they have to do a cost-benefit analysis of yep. if they're not getting paid, how much do they love that game and really want to play it to the detriment of eyeballs and maybe losing some traction? Mm -hmm. uh, or if they're getting paid, how much is that money worth versus going and playing the popular thing where they know Twitch Prime subs are going to roll in or something else is going to happen. Yeah. They now have to weigh that as well, but you're in an interesting position with that now because you, can we talk about what you do today, present day? Sure. Um, you, are you sure? Yes. That's, okay. <laughs> sure. You said sure, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a, that, uh, it's a yeah, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> you work with influencers, you work yeah. with streamers, you, you uh, I don't want to speak for you, but for those who don't know, what do you do? You're at a company called Three Black Dot. Yes. Um, I work in a talent management agency um, who, comes from like the YouTube space, um, works with influencers in some capacity, but we have a bunch of other things that we do. Like we do merchandising and content creation and game development. Like sort we, of holistic approach to yeah, management. Yeah. 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 So allowing multiple levers for working with talent in some capacity. And so my specific job is managing those talent. I've been doing that for like six years um, at different companies. So before where I'm at now, I was doing it for Machinima. And before that, I was doing it at Awesomeness TV. Awesomeness TV was a really interesting scenario, mainly because I come from gaming and Awesomeness TV was a fashion and kind of beauty vlogger network. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a really clear perspective on like that side of the industry in comparison to gaming, because I don't know if you guys know this, but gamers are, they're so undervalued, like just in the marketplace in general. Like you can get a campaign with Intel for a gamer and a campaign with Intel for like a vlogger mm -hmm. and they were getting paid 10 times more. Really? Yeah. Same, uh, assuming all the analytics are equal, yeah. someone doing a haul video 
or a, a makeup tutorial will actually command more money than the gamer. Yeah, but I think the reason for that is mainly because the gaming industry is still, in, in comparison, is like baby. It's mm -hmm. like still kind of a new thing that people don't understand. And also I think our industry doesn't understand and like influencers don't understand. So they devalue themselves without knowing it. And I think it's kind of set a tone now. Whereas like the entertainment industry has been around for so long. Most actors, like they have agents and agents are good mm -hmm. at negotiating and they get them a lot of money. And I think that's just kind of set the precedent for if I'm going to work with someone who's more traditional, then I pay them more. Um, which kind of blows, <laughs> but it was, it's just an interesting dynamic. But at my current company, um, I work with mostly YouTube talent, mm -hmm. um, influencers of various sizes, um, mostly in gaming. Some of them are lifestyle, but, um, yeah, it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's, um, definitely one of the best companies I've ever worked for ever. Can we uh, can we dole out some some free advice sure. to those? Because there are people who watch this, who hear this, who listen to this, who whether they're a life, maybe they want to do a lifestyle stream, maybe they got a blog about eco friendly cabin building, <laughs> maybe they're maybe Doing they're a podcast in Van Nuys, sure, 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 sure you know, yeah. and maybe they have no idea how to monetize anything, and they've just it's been a You're... series of trips and failures, <laughs> basically Mister Magooing their way through the industry and. Thankfully, a girder shows up in time so he doesn't fall over and hit his head on the construction site. <laughs> this isn't about me. Stop making this about me. No, but if someone's listening, I think that's, it's, it's super fascinating to hear that, that gamers themselves, or as an industry, they're undervaluing their thing. Because I, I, like, I, I'm in the bubble. Mm -hmm. of of streamers and of yep. a thing and I, I I'm not I don't play on that same level but I see it and so when I see a a Bud Light campaign by any other name come through or a, or a Intel thing or a, a Totino's pizza roll mm -hmm. some some junk food usually when I see that come through I imagine like oh finally the companies are these are these are big brands yeah and and if 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 Ford is going to focus on the gamers <laughs> then they're clearly that's the same money. So it's interesting to hear like, oh no, 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 they're they're paying less for gaming talent. So what I'd love to do is uh, pragmatic. What's the what's the takeaway for someone who's listening who wants to start out? Um, they've got a small following. Should they immediately seek to uh, agent and manager up? Um, how how do you how do you ascend? What's the ladder like? How do you ascend? How do you make that? Because at some uh, point, don't you have to kind of sell yourself a little short to prove yourself to a brand? Or are those days done? Yeah, I, it's a give and take, obviously, and it's just being smart. It's honestly, and and oftentimes, if you don't know what to do, then yeah, get a manager. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, get someone who will give you guidance. And I would advise going with someone who will manage you. And, and help you rather than manage you to help another objective. And what I mean by yeah. that is like a lot of the MCN mentality for some companies that still exist because I feel like MCNs are slowly kind of dying off. Um, that, but that MCN mentality was like, I need to make this quota and I need to make money off of you and how do I do this, right? right? Whereas like you need to find a manager who's invested in what you're doing. That's kind of like our approach at our company is really like investing into your brand. but ultimately it's like for someone who's starting out just on the youtube side like the most important thing is being consistent and then why it's important to be consistent is because the growth will come over time right like people will discover you collaborations are also super important so meeting new people networking mm -hmm. growing your audience through other ways but 
I think the consistent thing is important when it comes to like working with brands or working with companies and doing campaigns because most companies nowadays base it off your viewership or like base it off, you know, your potential, the potential drawback that they can get from your audience, right? And the only way to do that is just to constantly grow your numbers and constantly be consistent or find different ways to negotiate if your numbers aren't as big as someone else, right? And it's, it's honestly just being smart and knowing that marketplace, which oftentimes gamers don't know. Sure. They, they don't have the knowledge. I honestly work with someone who has over 3 million subscribers and he was taking deals for $2,000. And I was like, why? And he was like doing huge numbers. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I just didn't know what I was supposed to do. And it's, it's just that knowledge gap I don't think is there. And, and if you don't know, then just ask. Like, go find someone who can give you the right answer. That could be me. Like, you can come to me and ask me, and I'll tell you. But um, ultimately, it comes down to consistency and knowing the right moves to take and when. So let's, hypothetical, let's say there's like a fledgling YouTube channel, mm -hmm. 45, 47. How many subs are we at now? 47,000? Alex? Uh, 47. You read that let's wrong. Say, let's say the 47 subs. Okay. Uh, or 47,000. It's, it's a fledgling. They're, they're cute. They're cute. They're a little they're baby cute. bear. They're level one. They got the wooden sword. They're killing will-o'-wisps. It's a fetch questy kind of yeah. YouTube channel. And let's say they, um, no one wants to collaborate with them. And let's say consistency's tough because it's not their primary driver, but they'd like to extract everything they can out of that channel. Um, how do they get those $2,000 deals? <laughs> Um, Do you have any we'll table scraps? Anything. Cigarettes, yeah, I don't heroin, care. whatever. We'll I'll fucking the swallow a jewel. <laughs> Can I see that? Yes. If that's a $2,000 deal, done. I think for something like that, um, it goes back to being smart and having someone in your Shit. Corner. Yes. Okay. And having someone in your corner. For example, like, let's just hypothetically say that a brand... Um, wants to work with so-and-so talent and they're getting 100,000 views a video, right? But you're not, right? Mm -hmm. So you're another channel. This hypothetical hypo channel isn't. I mean, they're, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not. They're not. Okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like, <laughs> let's just say the brand's like, oh, we want to work with this talent such and such. But they don't want, like that talent doesn't want to work with that brand for whatever reason or they mm -hmm. can't or their schedule, who cares? But that was kind of their goal they wanted to reach. Well, if you think that you want to do this, you want to do this campaign, but you're doing smaller viewership, okay, well, how can we subsidize that viewership into what they're expecting? And oftentimes, like, that's either committing to multiple pieces of content to reach what their objectives Over are. Over time, I Over get time. it, yeah. Or what it is is being more creative and coming up with unique ways to deliver something that the client wasn't expecting. Because a lot of times clients are like, we don't know what we want, we just want them to play our game. And it's just like, well, have you thought about doing this? Mm. Or have you thought about doing a show where you can talk about it? Or have you thought about like plugging in this person and this person to do something together rather than just doing this one-off random video of them just playing this game that might not be as compelling. And so it's oftentimes an education on the influencer side and an education on the brand side. On the side. client side as well, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but my takeaway is that we should delete our channel. We're and never gonna make it. <laughs> Um, that is not what I was saying. No, I know it's not what you were saying, but that's how I interpreted it. No, and no, that's no, no, very no, no, real no, no, for no, us. No, 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 for us. No, yeah, don't there's say plenty that. Of out, no, no, there's no. plenty of others out there that's going to work for. It's not for us. No, okay, don't say that. <laughs> Listen, the bottom line is, is like 
most people in between like 5,000 to 50,000, legitimately 50,000 yeah. viewers quit because they feel like it's, they're never going to go beyond that. Yeah. Legitimately. Cool. I'm, I'm in that part of the pie, but, but I'm in the Pac-Man. Once you Pac get, once you get past that, <sighs> it's doable. Like how expensive is that? How many views do I have to it buy? It takes a really long time. Oh, and don't buy views. Bad. That is the worst thing ever. It's what? Well, no, it's great. No, you no, just no, tell no, me no. I'll get it over the number. It's no, fine. I get, there's so as many long services. As you put like a million views on this video. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna okay, do. Great, yeah. Great, great. That's I mean, fine, that's fine. <laughs> if it's this video and no other videos, then that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a slippery slope, okay. believe you me. <laughs> <laughs> just this one stream, I swear. Yeah, just this one. But honestly. That's really, no, I love, uh, that's, cause I'm, I am done. I'm like, I, I appreciate that. There was a minute there where that was like a, uh, it's the 11th round and I'm in the corner with two swollen eyes and just blood coming out of every <laughs> orifice and the jewel coming out of my ass. Um, that was an integration that shouldn't have happened. And that was a nice, like, you got it, rock. A Is cold compress on the face. No, but it, it should be. <laughs> it fucking should be. Yeah. Damn it. Give me the $2,000. Um, that was a nice, like, hey, hang in there. But I don't want that to be lost on my jaded negativity. That's important. That's that's yeah. a thing that people in that, which I'm imagining is probably the majority of channels and streamers or whatnot, mm -hmm. they're probably in that that percentile of 50 subscribers to 50,000 that, that they drop out because they don't think they can close that gap. And you think it's just run the marathon. Don't yeah. bank on the sprint. Just stay in it and run the marathon. And eventually the yeah. numbers will add up. And you got to find something that is uniquely you because for example one of the um influencers i work with he's one of the biggest gamers in the in the country mm -hmm. and he when he was just 50 subscriber channel what he did was he's like i don't have anyone to play with and i don't know anyone so he went around to other 50 subscriber channels and was like hey i like your content like you're really cool and you want to play together and they started playing together and they built a community and built a group and now collectively they're the biggest gamers in North America and it was just you know applying yourself I mean their whole objective was just to have fun right sure. but they evolved into something that was uniquely them where, where they were playing and goofing off and like doing ridiculous things together and making their content fun and entertaining that wasn't really that people didn't care about what they were playing they were coming to watch them fuck off right right and right. so you have to find something that's like uniquely you whereas some people like ninja people just watch ninja because like because he wears those deep v's a deep mm. he keeps pushing that fucking and sexuality every oh my god <laughs> oh he's giving me wings not that red bull no. i'll tell you that <laughs> Oh, those mesh tank tops. I like what he's doing. Yes. I like what he's doing. Feeling it. So if I did um, uh, like a flat earth vape trick video uh, in a suicide forest, do you think that would pop on the YouTube algorithm? Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to round that up to a yes. Alex, put that on the board, please. All right. Yes. Ding. Uh, I don't know if we have uh, questions coming from chat. It's 1221. Can I monopolize your time for like nine more minutes? Sure. Is that okay? I don't know what you... Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, if there are questions, Alex, let me know. We'll fire away, but I do have one for you myself. Okay. You're getting married. Yeah. Kevin, stop. Are you holding a gun under the table? Yep. Not, not, not now. Not I, now. She's it not, was just <laughs> she's not going to marry you. Stop. Are no, we getting married? Wait, no, that's oh my where, God. That's not We're getting was, married. That's not where I was going with that. That's not where I was Alex, going. Alex, are you trying to marry me? No, that was, no. Kevin's not my point, man. I do it myself. 
What do you do? What? Wait, wait. Alex and Kevin are trying to marry me right now. Oh, what? God, Kevin. If we both have the guns, we got to duel. Is no. that a thing? If we have to have a banjo and a spittoon, uh, that's going to happen. I have been here. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, that's a, that's a, a commitment. Um, oh so congratulations slash I'm sorry. Good luck. I'm in okay. the same boat. We're both paddling in the same, in the same boat on the same waters. Wait, you're, but, get, you're getting married to Alex? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our love is legal now, so it's fine. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, do you, because do you, you guys game together. You, you said that you were saying before that you like yeah. the same music, the same movies, mm -hmm. the same this, the same that. Does that, is that, is that, a, is that a plus or a minus these days? Well, we met at a rave, so it's probably a plus. <laughs> no. Did he give you a sweet glove show? Did he blow you up while you were mid-roll? <laughs> no, but we did meet at a rave. What was the rave? You had EDC? EDC? Yeah? yeah. Las okay. Vegas. Yeah. Um, and the we just Speedway? Had yeah. Was he one of the sexy pirates with the neon bra on the ship that was going by? He only had a Speedo on, and that's what really got Oh, yeah, there we go. That's the Speedos. <laughs> got it. Got it. Good job, Ricky. No, uh... No, we did actually meet at a rave. Um, mm -hmm. Through we had like mutual friends, fair, like distant. yeah, Molly got it. No, <laughs> we're all friends with Molly. No, but legitimately, like we, it was weird. Like I came there with my friends, he came with his friends, and we had did not know each other. Mm -hmm. And then we just like got to know each other after that. But ultimately, like uh, I think it's super important to. Not when you're in a relationship with someone and it's, it's hard because um, there's like that period of like that honeymoon phase and that goes away. And then there's that, that period of time, however long that may be, where it's like, is this going to last? People typically say like when you live together, that's how you know, mm -hmm. like if something's going to last a long time, because if you can stand being around each other, like for 30 minutes, then I'm pretty sure you're fine. But um, Ricky and I have been together for six years this year and we're finally getting married and I often he knows this but I oftentimes not oftentimes but occasionally like get nervous because getting married is like a huge commitment and it's not a bad thing to be nervous about because it's also very expensive sure but, <laughs> sure but um well, and getting nervous about it is also like it means you're giving it thought and consideration because yeah. there's a gravity to the situation. Totally, totally, totally. That, that you respect. And it's just being conscientious of that, I think, is important. But Did you make well, him sign a prenup? What? Did you make him sign a prenup? No. He's going to get half. No, we haven't done that. He's going to get half. It hasn't happened yet. I'm just saying. I've just gotta, Are you going to do that with your lady? With Alex? I don't, I, Kevin, can you Alex actually take late. my debt? Yeah, please? I don't think like that, that he would leave me, not, like I'm going to pay off his student loans. <laughs> Fuck that. He brings nothing to this. His dowry is an empty chest. Oh, you okay. open it up and spiders and dust come out of it. There's like a nickel in it. He's got no, not even that. Not even a nickel. No, it's a fraction Alex. of a Bitcoin. And he Ooh. drew a coin on, <laughs> on a, a piece, piece of paper. paper. <laughs> and that's all it is. I'm like, this isn't how that currency works. It's, it's called a locker. You don't understand, Grandpa. Oh, yeah. I don't. Okay. See, this is where we go. Got this it. Where we got go. it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Regardless, like it is, it's nerve wracking because and exciting, but mostly nerve wracking because it is like a commitment. Hopefully, for the rest of your life, I would hate for it not to be mm -hmm. because that sucks. But um, you'd have to go to another rave, I, find oh another person. Oh my perk. god, that sounds actually fucking cool. <laughs> Are you gonna get married at Lightning in a Bottle? Ooh, no, no, not at the Burn. You're gonna be on the Playa? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> 
right. I'm like standing at like the Burning Man with like fire coming. By. That would be that sounds really fucking cool. awesome. That would yeah. be really I was like, cool. you're about to paint a scenario that I'm gonna think is very cool. <laughs> like we're all high. We got Vicks vapor rub on our upper lips, and we're just talking about how great breathing great. feels. I'm like, fuck yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think uh, it's important to just question those things, especially when you're supposed to commit yourself forever. But every time I go back and I think, you know, all those things that we have in common, which are super important, but ultimately it comes down to like, you can love a person because I, before I met Ricky, I was in a relationship, I was single for a while, but then I was in a relationship for five years. So I've like dated long-term before mm -hmm. and that relationship ended terribly and in, in, in my head, I realized like I, I was like hoping that it would evolve into something you know like you get in this mindset where you know like two years into relationship that maybe this isn't the right thing yeah. but I want it to work so bad and that's not how I feel with Ricky because he's my best friend right and I think it's important to be able to be best friends with someone you're in love with Psh, Ricky just got friend zoned Alex oh, you shit. Hear that? Yeah. Oh. friend zone bro friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's so I'm glad you found love I don't know what I'm doing with Alex? I, uh, yeah. I just wanted to say yes to the dress. I'll show you. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I need a fucking reason. My grappling Wait, hook, baby. And that was, can, here we go. Can you show me like, pictures of your dress? It's stunning. Yeah, here we see. <laughs> Actually, Kevin probably has pictures of me in a dress. <laughs> I 100% do. Oh my God. 100% do. That is a real I no claim like it was my idea for the bit. Bullshit. Oh, Bullshit. Yeah. Alex wanted to put on a dress and wear makeup on a stream and he did. Oh, and really? Did. Yeah. Good for you, Alex. Yeah, thank you. We all listen. Dreams do come true at Sometimes. raves on streams. Should he, I keep con trying to convince him that he should take MDMA? Your thoughts? Don't do that. What? Whoa! Thank you. <laughs> what? You know what, Kevin? I think I'm gonna go take my bar exam. Bar exam. Wow! This has turned bard? my life around. My bard exam. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I hope you bard. Go rock the Are loot. you gonna go bard? Yeah. Go heal your fucking EverQuest guild. <laughs> um. Wait. What? Yeah. No. Have you never? No. Did you just sober raves? Not sober. Drunk raves. Ah, oh, okay. She's like, listen, I may suck on a broken light bulb or yeah. two, but that's I'm not doing MDMA. <laughs> I'll do a rail of powdered Jaeger. Powdered Jaeger. But definitely, <laughs> definitely not taking the MDMA. Okay, wow, Jaeger's okay. fucking I thought, disgusting. I thought, but if you're at a rave, you're surrounded by people that are hopped up on Molly. Like you are, and you got to admit. It's the best people watching great. experience. Right? Yes. And right. they all want to be your best friend. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Join them. It's, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. But tell me about your your la lady friend. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Or no, my actual lady, my actual fiance. But I don't know which one you wanted. I'll talk <laughs> we about have very both. similar I'll qualities. Talk about you, could, you could probably yeah. use yes, adjectives that describe both of us. Your so. actual similar builds. Fiance. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. She's uh, taller than you. Uh, no. Uh, no. Almost. April's not. April's not. No. No, I mean when we when we role play, yes. When she puts on the platforms <laughs> oh, and everything. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. full uncle Sam. But I can't dude. see how to she the whip spins so fast that it creates like a it's a visual like distortion. I can't see how tall she is. I'm also not allowed that? to look at her in the eyes, or else the cigarette butts will land on my shoulder blades. It's a complicated thing, but we found that each was other. Very detailed. Mm -hmm. So okay. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> April is ten kinds of amazing, but I there's the the reason I asked if if sharing so many interests like across the board is a pro or a con because I still haven't figured that out for me. I, I, I said I said let's and she said yes. So we're gonna do the marriage thing eventually. Yeah. We're, we're not in a rush to do it, which I appreciate. But we'll get to there at some. We've we've made an agreement to tacitly approve committing down the line, and there we go. 
It's an exploratory <laughs> committee. Like we're running yeah. for presidency at some point. Um, but she she can't game. And she, she, I know, I know. And I love nothing, would love nothing more than to share that with her. Yep. Um, she can play, there's some games she can play. Puzzle games, platformers, etc. She's great at. Crush it, the Diablo, she's good at fighting games. I don't really like fighting games. Nothing against them. I just, they don't, they don't get me and I don't get them. I would love nothing more than to share Apex Legends with her. I'd love to share those other games with her. There are also times where I love nothing more than the fact that she has zero interest in that. She's like, go play with your fucking toys. Go micro-machine it with your friends. Go play with your virtual dolls, whatever you do. I'm going to go off and do what I do. And I like yeah. that separation, so I still haven't figured out, ultimately well, on the whole... Well, it's good. It's, it, it could be a good thing. And the only reason why I say that is because... I know for a fact I'm better at video games than Ricky. Oh, my God. And he knows it, too, because he says it all the time. Oh, my God. But, like, because that is a thing, we'll go into, like, play Apex Legends, and I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so he gets a little frustrated because I'm, like, ultra competitive, obviously. And he just... But he's ultimately, is he secure enough to accept the carry? Yes. Well, he does go to a high school and shit talk her after every time she beats totally. him. Totally. Yeah. 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 You got to go. <laughs> he's he's thirty four years old and then goes to a high school. <laughs> yeah. He trades his Yu Gi Oh yeah. cards. They, he's like, they, I'm gonna go to this high school and just yeah. talk shit. About I bought a big league chew and a switchblade <laughs> comb through his hair, and he's like, "That bitch. That bitch. She's a fake gamer." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I need to figure out these high schools he keeps going to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to let him have his thing. Yeah. Okay. Let him oh. have his. thing. But Ricky, actually, there's, like, things that he's really good at that I'm not good at. Like, he's really, really, really good at puzzle games. Mm. Like, I introduced him to, like, Binding of Isaac, which he's actually incredible at. That I play that game for, like, ten minutes and I, like, die every single time. Mm. So, or, or Tetris. He's actually really, really good at Tetris. Tetris just came out. Have you done the Tetris 99? No, but he's oh, been playing yeah. it. Yeah, the it's good. The Battle Royale yeah. thing. Yeah, he is really good at it. He's won a lot. But... Those things I'm just like not that great at, and he's really good at, and so then he shit talks me all day. So let him play his Sims and his casual games, yeah. and let him. It's fine. He can play his Pagel Threes or whatever the hell he's excited for. But the other thing too that annoys the fuck out of me is when we go into a game like Apex, and then he like gets more kills than me. And he's like, I'm doing great. Look at me. <laughs> Scoreboard. Yeah. Look. Hey, I got four kills. Yeah. And you're like, you're cleaning up my. Look yeah, at my I, damage I done. I don't care. Why are you trying to gloat? <laughs> so he wants approval he wants yeah. you to pat him on the head and be like yes yes honey you can carry your own weight that's fine alex wants the same shit when we play because alex likes to talk a big game and say how much better than me is but how many champions <laughs> how many it's does he have like screen burning on little, his aces it's like yeah. playing with your little champion. brother like i don't want to i don't want to wreck you too bad i like to feel like you're winning so you can yeah you put it yeah. into a lower gear for me yeah i, I yeah, give you the controller fine. make it you pretend that you're playing so how many games have you won when we're not playing together alex oh i don't want to make you feel bad i'm i'm gonna say zero mm -hmm. just so that you don't feel bad so zero i've won Zero games. Zero Kevin. games. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of... And see, he's willing to do that for me. He's willing to sacrifice yeah. his pride. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you can look at his player profile. He sucks. Now, Alex, <laughs> were there any questions from chat? Because we might be out of time, but I would love to <sighs> give... I got two. Thing. Okay, fire away. Um, first one is you didn't answer what uh, legend you play as. What is what is your, your ah, top three? Who's maybe? your main? Someone said what's Apex. your main in Apex Legends, but what are your top three legends? Uh, Wraith. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's my favorite. And then... Have you done the portal kill thing where you put the portal on the edge of like a, a cliff and then you place it so the enemies can run into it? And, and that's actually, I've never done that. That sounds like a really fun yeah, idea. Yeah, it works. But um, 
No, her portals are really fun. Actually, one tactic that's actually really cool is I did this a couple nights ago, but if you put a portal, like, not, like, super close together, but, like, you know, like, a couple feet apart, mm -hmm. and you get in, like, a team fight, and they're, like, all really close to you, and you, like, just go back and forth between the portal, they get so confused. Mm -hmm. And then you camp them when they come out. Yep. Let them say hello to the peacemaker. Yeah. Literally just do it like on the other side of one, like on each side of one piece of cover and they won't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And then um, I play Lifeline a lot, but she's actually not my favorite. I just play her a lot because oftentimes people pick Wraith. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the other one I like obviously is Bloodhound. He's like, I don't know how often people in the chat are playing Apex, but if you go and like, play any match usually whoever's like the leader from the last game it's usually like 90 percent bloodhound mm -hmm. just because his ability is super sick yeah and like i i i main lifeline i actually like because i like i like a more support role i'm yeah, not yeah, the yeah. first in front of the line mm -hmm. i like the quick revive i like the shield while reviving i like yeah, all that stuff smart. i like that people feed me care package i'll just take my pills and yeah. call down the, the the goodies um so i enjoy that uh, but you have to try all the legends. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to play them, or else you don't understand what you're coming up against. And I didn't yeah. realize how 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 insane his ult is, where it tracks yep. where everybody is. And I'm like, oh, I can't take for granted that I'm hiding, and they can't. Oh, now I know when I'm getting pinged. I know what's going mm -hmm. on. Are you uh? So you're not a sniper. You don't scout it. No. You don't triple threat it. No. What do you or triple take? Triple dip. My gun loadout is Peacekeeper mm. and usually either a flatline or a Spitfire. How good is that precision joke? It's great. It's so good. It's the only thing. It's the only thing my fiance have and I in common. I uh, honestly like. I love the Peacekeeper. It's the best. It's the best gun. I'll sometimes run an Eva Eight, the the auto shotty. Yeah. I'll run it. Peacekeeper's better. Fine. Now. Peacekeeper's better. It Melt is. Some it's so good, but. Um, I, I also like Pathfinder. I just don't play him that often. And I think the worst champ or the worst legend is Gibraltar. He's That's big meat shieldy dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of boring. Yeah, he's boring. And that was the one I went with at first. And I was like, nah. And the shield, I guess good in a pinch, but more often than not, it just calls attention to where you're at. Well, and also like, it sometimes can create a problem because you're like trying to fight someone and, and, your teammates get confused because, like, when you're in the... Like, if it's in, like, a closed part... Because this happened a couple of nights ago. Where you're in, like, a closed area, your teammates get confused when they're, like, not in it with you. Mm -hmm. And you're, like, fighting someone else on another on the other side, and they're back here. And right. so they They're trying confused. to shoot through it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, they can't. get confused. They get I wonder... Confused. I, 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 I wish they would change it and let you shoot out of it. Yeah. Um, maybe that would break it and make it OP. I don't know. But I just sort of feel like as it is right now, it's like, well, it gives you that second to maybe revive or heal or do something. I get that there's tactical reasons to deploy it, yeah. but it'd be so much more powerful if you could deploy that cover, have your cover instantly mm -hmm. anywhere, but shoot out of it. And they can shoot it and break it, that's fine, but give me the ability to shoot out of it. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe I'm asking for too much, I don't know. <laughs> what was that last question, Alex, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Uh, the last question is from Fido Rules. He asked, can you ask her on her thoughts for a union for pro game players? Oh, that's a great question. Mm. That's a great question. Describe what he, what do you mean by union? <laughs> like, just like making sure that there's uh, rights in place for like, okay, you can't randomly fire someone off a team if they, they don't do this, or you can't, you know, you have to if they travel somewhere for something, you got to give them this or benefits. Stuff. Heaven benefits. forbid, you know. I think that 
I mean, they don't have a union, but I think that already kind of happens um, in some capacity. So obviously there's certain esports leagues, uh, whether that's Overwatch or League of Legends or whatever, that are franchised, mm-hmm. right? Um, and honestly, that really happened because of League of Legends. The franchising movement happened because of them, because all the teams got together and they're like, fuck you guys, you're not paying us enough to keep doing this. Because ultimately, like, these teams, and this is this is another interesting thing to think about, is like these teams like TSM or Cloud9 or, I don't know, uh, Optic or 100 Thieves or all of them, most of the time they contract and own the player. So by owning the player, they cover, they pay them a salary, they pay their expenses, they put them in a house, they're paying for their life, mm-hmm. right? In order for them to go and compete and win, right? And so when you just have like a set million dollar prize pool or however much it is, like that's not enough to guarantee that those teams survive in the long term. And so that's why all the teams in League of Legends, or at least most of them got together and they were like, we need to franchise this because you guys are paying us not enough to keep this going. And if you want a successful esports league, you need to franchise. And so they did, they decided to do it. And it was the right move, in my opinion. I think Overwatch is doing it better. And the reason why is because League of Legends is more about the team organization and less about community. Whereas like for Overwatch, it's people rally behind a team and a city. Mm-hmm. It's like they're repping their city. It's like actual sports. Like, I, you know, we represent the Lakers or the Clippers because they're local. Sure. Right? Yeah. I don't, if I don't have skin in the game and I look up, I'm going like, to guess I'm going to root for the town that's nearest me. Yeah. So those are the South Koreans I'm going to cheer for. Yeah. Exactly. I love all the <laughs> South Koreans from London and I love all the South yeah. Koreans uh, from Boston. And uh, LA has got two teams of South Koreans. Uh, that's another topic for another situation. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. <laughs> Just because I feel like that is also kind of a, maybe a downside to Overwatch. I mean, granted, it's beyond me, but like, I think not having actual North American players on your team or only like one or two is kind of fucked up. But that's another discussion. Regardless, I think that- um, Now let's do, let's have it now. Drop the red hats from the ceiling, Alex. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) They got stuck in uh, the clown that was up there. Aw, damn it. I forgot to feed him. It's a funny skeleton. It's got glitter on it. (laughs) But I think, I think, And for unions, I don't think it's necessary. And the reason why is because the teams themselves usually protect and pay and... Well, that's what I was going to get to there because I I, I genuinely don't know, but um, which doesn't stop me from speaking about most things in this world. But I feel like the the change that you you saw, like, oh, the the teams wanted some sort of change, so the teams got it because collectively and and with the money backing them, the teams had that power. But individually... um, do the players have that power or are they beholden to the team? Cause I like, I, I, I'm, I was, I don't know if I still am, but I think I was repped at an agency yeah. uh, that, that would represent the teams. And I remember saying to one of the agents like, hey, this guy, this particular player, he's only making this when he should be making that. And they're taking a percentage of this where he should be taking the larger percentage of that. Mm-hmm. And they're going after this. And I was like naming all the things, all the little ways in which I thought he as talent, as a yeah. player, as an athlete, was kind of getting shortchanged. Mm-hmm. And the response that I got at the time was like, yeah, but we, we, can't, we can't do anything about that. I'm like, why? And they're like, because we represent the teams. Yeah. So our interests lie with the teams. And so if getting that individual player more was detrimental to the team, well then that's a conflict of interest and we can't have that with our client. I was like, oh shit. 
That sucks. I mean, I guess it depends on the team because mm -hmm. every team is different. Sure. Um, and oftentimes, like I said, like the team owns the player. They don't necessarily own everything else. So like if a player has a Twitch stream mm -hmm. or if they have a YouTube channel, usually they don't own that either. Some, some of them do. It just depends. Um, but I think um, for some teams, it just depends on how skilled that player is. So like if you're on a, like, for example, League of Legends, uh, I can't remember what team he was on or what the team was called. Someone will know in the chat, I guess. But, um, like, Faker, who was, like, the number one League of Legends player for quite some time, like, he was getting paid, like, double what his teammates were getting paid, mm -hmm. right? And that's just because he's so valuable. Sure. Right? So I think it just depends on the team. I think playing them, paying them equally doesn't really happen that often. They pay them their own salary individually, separately. But I think, I don't think... Yeah, and that happens across pretty much yeah. every other sport. But there is still a base salary yeah, yeah, yeah. that the league or a union by another name would establish. Yeah, and I don't think... And I think Overwatch established that too. I think they did say that for their teams, there had to be a minimum yeah. salary and certain sort of things for yeah. the individual players, which was great. I just, I don't think there's anything specifically protecting the players. Mm -hmm. um, and and th that's not a bad idea. I mean, I think ultimately it sounds like it's moving in that direction, I guess. Um, and like you just said, like the leagues are enforcing it in order to like do this franchising thing. I think it's becoming more common. I think ultimately it's going, there's already been a shift where esports is coming more like sports, less like a completely different genre, which is kind of the, what people want. So I think over time it'll evolve into like having more set standards and how things should be. I think for the most part, like the teams try to protect the players but they're more looking out for the team, whereas the um, leagues are trying to protect the players at the same time. Right. So, because they don't want to lose the players. If they lose the players, they lose the fan base. And having teams split up is just a pain in the ass for them. Or having a team drop a player is just a pain in the ass for them. That's why most teams have substitutes. So if a player's sick or wants to leave or something, they can substitute someone in who they their community already knows. Right. It's like smart. It's so it's like if someone just randomly leaves, they have like two backups that their community already knows and loves. So like just putting them in and replacing them isn't that big of a deal. But and you're right. Then the community is everything because if you lose that community, what are you? Yeah. You're Fallout seventy six. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> oh my have god. To, we have to wrap it up. <laughs> I've taken up way too much of your time. This is totally fine. Are you gonna get the Intellivision Amico? What? Okay, cool, cool. What is that? The Intellivision, it's a new Intellivision. It's coming. We're going to, we'll talk about it after. We'll shut these off and talk about it. Okay. They're trying I'm to bring really like the excited. Wii back. It's an Intellivision. It's an old console from the 80s. Alex said if they if they sell 10,000 of them, he's actually going to, what did you say you were going to do, Alex? <clears throat> um, I would uh, deposit it into my body in a certain way, mm -hmm. method. Not through the mouth. Second mouth. Second mouth. The one where the subs go. Your ear hole? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right in there. <laughs> right in the ear hole. Dana, how can people find you on the interwebs if they're a, 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 a let's say that they're a, a, a struggling YouTube channel with only 47,000 subs oh, and no understanding oh. how to monetize it? How can they get in touch with your company? How can they seek your guidance? How can they play against you or with you in Apex Legends? Give them everything. Okay. Um, well, my company is 3Black Dot. You just Google it. Um, <laughs> 
just, I love it. And it's been, and you're like, uh, I'm Dana. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. Just put it into an e-machine and get the answer, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, easiest way is message me on social or any, I all my socials are the same. So it's just J for Jade. Um, J for Jade. F-O-R. Jade. Not Jade. the number four. Yes. Jade. J-A-D-E. Like N. Smith. Yes. But without the N. Yeah. And no Smith. Yes. Got it. That, now we have perfect clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making the time to come of on course. out. I appreciate it. Thank you yes. for speaking for all women in the gaming industry. I appreciate that as well. Okay, and men. And men. Thank you for standing up for gamers. Thank you for getting gamers what they deserve. Yeah. I hate when I hear that that gamers aren't treated with the same level of respect. And it's like, it's again, in the bubble, swimming around. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course gamers command a presence and bring in eyeballs and push product and forward brands. Of course they do that. <laughs> and yes, gamers and gaming in general, it's still it's so funny that it's like a, a multi-billion dollar industry across the board. And now we have mobile, now we have this, and we have all the analytics. But it's still, as you alluded to, it's still kind of, it still feels like it's in its infancy. Yeah. And compared to other forms of entertainment, it is. It is. It is. It just literally hasn't been around long enough. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting that despite its rich history and despite all the progress that gets made and all the new opportunities and ways to monetize and experiences to have that it's still so young that tomorrow could be completely different than today and I think that's so exciting and thanks for fighting the good fight for creators and streamers and for the fledgling 45,000 <laughs> subscriber YouTube channels we appreciate that most of those are dormant by the way they definitely weren't paid for but they're definitely dormant and I don't know what to do and I'm having a bit of a crisis and I don't want to make this about me You've done that like five times, but it's okay. I've done it like 50 times. It's okay. I can take you to therapy after this. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. uh, can I leave Alex in the lobby? Yeah. You can tie me to something, like a dog. And now you know why we work. Okay. Now you know why we work together. That's why I had all those radiators installed. I latch them to it. I love that I feel like Alex is like this, um, uh, what do you call it, like commentator? Like or? a disembodied voice? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're my conscience, but not. Ooh, oh, that's, that's a, a bad idea. Yeah, you okay, don't want never that. mind. Taking you don't that want out. That. Your, your thoughts are going to be all Twinkies and murder. Grab that money on the table and run. See, there we go. Dana, grab the money and run. There we go. Oh, shit. Uh, Dana, thank you very much. <laughs> Three Black Dot. You can find her J for Jade on all socials. Just Google it. Just Google Figure it. Figure it out. It's not that hard. It's not hard. Same goes for me, but I'll tell you what. Patreon.com slash PointlessPod. That's a URL you yeah, can Yeah, there you, you go. Throw a couple ducats this way. I swear they're going to go to good use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's getting uh, means, septum surgery. That means okay. Oh. <laughs> you're not getting you're not surgery? Well, I need it because I've actually bored a hole oh, that makes sense. in my that makes nose sense. from all the cocaine that I was doing oh, at Rage because you told me not to take Molly. So now i got to switch up my drug of choice. Okay. Ketamine. You're right. You're right. It was on the tip of your tongue. I get it. Ketamine it is. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow. we got an office hours. Me and Alex are going to wax poetically about things. We might even have a pointless podcast. <laughs> what? I heard. Yeah, That's I know. That's too many. I know. we got to make the content because I just learned today that consistency is key. It is key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to add some more. Uh, you haven't been consistent? God, no. Not with anything in my life. What? No. I was consistent. I did the daily live thing for so long that I burnt out my consistency synapses. I just don't have it anymore. Um, you talked about having like an authentic passion for what you do, like in a love of things. And I just don't have that. So I got to go find that. I'm going to go okay. find that. And I think the answer, once again, cocaine. Okay, great. Perfect. Thank you so much for the therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Kisses, hugs, Bye. and belly rubs. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>